Hi, I'm Liam O'Rourke, and today we're going to talk all about the stupidity of two world titles, awful mini-movies that destroy suspension of disbelief, and how companies create the inability to make true superstars, and how good it is that people in wrestling really learn from history. I'm Old Man Jones, a man known to cause both itching and irritation, and thanks to the House of Horrors, I now possess 40% less caring. And I'm Kieran O'Rourke, and like many of you, after the House of Horrors match this weekend, I've been very angry, a little confused, and looking really for someone to blame. If you're looking for someone to blame, blame those fuckers who got on the broken map bandwagon and propagated that anything they were doing was of value. No it wasn't and thanks to your misguided fandom we're all going to suffer these shitty vignettes now because someone thinks there's money in them. No there's not, look at TNA. This is the panel for the 118th Squared Circle Gazette Radio and you can hear us try to rebook WCW in 1993 next. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 118 of Squared Circle Gazette Radio. I am Liam O'Rourke alongside Carl Jones. I'm back doing day shifts everybody. And Kieran O'Rourke. Uh, I have nothing for that. I feel like <laughs> I should. But you don't. But I don't. After three weeks away Kieran at the Oaken Table you can't come up with an intro for us. How much thought I give Carl in my off days. I see what you're saying. Well on that note... We are back this week, as we say, after a little bit of a layoff, to talk about WCW in 1993, perhaps the most challenging rebooking we've done so far, gentlemen. Uh, of course, if you haven't heard any of our previous shows, you can go to the archive at squaredcirclegazette.com, where we archive every show we've ever done, and we've done previous rebooking shows. We did uh, WCW in 1999, the WWF has had uh, 91, 93, 95, 2002, and 2006. Uh, rebooked previously this will be an interesting one though a tough test here WCW 1993 of all the uh, periods of time we've covered previously gentlemen this probably is the most obscure to the loyal listeners uh, and to most people in general that's why I like it we can say whatever we want actually we'll just make shit up (laughs) and uh, no one's going to know otherwise yeah and the the roster's a little shaky it'll be like fuck that Max Payne kid he was all upside yeah (laughs) <laughs> uh, yep, I hear rage is all the rage. I was gonna go with rage first. <laughs> don't I forget, got, don't forget pain. I got stuck on rage or pain, and ended up with Max Pain for some reason. We <laughs> well, got two guys called Pain in the same company, but anyway, there's a lot of pain in this company this time, baby. Exactly. So just to kind of give everybody a uh, a skinny, a short cliff notes of what we're here to do today. The objective is. After Bill Watts got canned in the fallout of Super Bowl 3 in February, uh, we're going to pick up the pieces here and try and book the rest of the year. Of course, WCW had its fair share of trials and tribulations uh, in the past, well, four years, quite honestly, but uh, particularly after the Bill Watts reign, um, with the uh, banning of moves off the top rope, the, the concrete ra- the floor... Of, the reign of terror. The reign of terror, yeah, it's called it like it was. Uh, and, and the numbers have been particularly low and not things aren't looking too good for WCW so again we've given ourselves a low bar to hurdle over gentlemen uh, and of course the loyal listeners as always have chimed in with their thoughts and, uh, if they had this position in 1993 so just to kind of go over the basics here of course again we were uh, aware that not everybody knows everything of exactly what was happening in March 1st of 1993 in WCW the WCW World Heavyweight Champion was Big Van Vader 
the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Yes, two world titles in 1993. Uh, Barry Windham had beaten the Great Muta at Super Brawl. Uh, the WCW United States Champion was the natural Dustin Rhodes, who had won a tournament after Rick Rude had to vacate the belt in December. Uh, the WCW slash NWA Tag Team Champions are Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas. And Carl's favourite, the WCW Television Championship, is currently vacant. And if I have my way, it will stay that way. <laughs> well, we're going to see, Carl. We're going to see. Uh, just to kind of give you again a bit of an overview of what the roster was to start with on this day before we talk about incoming talent and things of that nature. Uh, the babyface side of things, we've got Sting, Ric Flair, who just returned uh, to WCW after uh, being in the WWF for about two years. Uh, David Boy Smith, who's just been signed. Ricky Steamboat, Dustin Rhodes, Cactus Jack, who'd recently turned. Arn Anderson, Ron Simmons, Shane Douglas, Johnny B. Bad, Two Cold Scorpio, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, Stephen Regal, not yet a lord, but would be uh, would be very soon. Michael P.S. Hayes, who was split in time between being an active wrestler and an announcer. Uh, Tom Zenk, Brad Armstrong, Eric Watts, Van Hammer, Johnny Gunn, and Robbie V. Rob Van Dam in, in his first incarnation. On the heel side, Big Van Vader, Rick Rude, Barry Windham, Stunning Stephen, Flying Brian, the Hollywood Blondes, Paul Orndorff, Max Payne, Bobby Eaton, Chris Benoit, Barbarian, Vinnie Vegas, DDP, Scotty Flamingo, Tex Lazenger and Shanghai Pierce, which was the Godwins, uh, Big Sky and Rage and Pain, who were the wrecking crew, as well as Rip Rogers, one of my favourites. Uh, but yeah, so that's the kind of the lay of the land for what we have. What we usually do on this show is kind of look at that list and see who we want to cull. And uh, Carl, you sent me your picks. I have mine, Kieran. We need your opinions because, of course, majority vote rules for who gets cut from the current roster. Well, to be honest, the roster's so thin. I'm <laughs> yeah. Kind of, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of happy for Nate to take its course, really. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking natural selection natural, here. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go, Kieran. These, these are the ones that are on the fence with only one vote and you're going to be the deciding vote on this. Van Hammer. No, keep him. Eric Watts. Fired. Ah, oh, really? I yes. wanted to keep him. Fired. I wanted to keep I Eric, Watts. Hate Eric Watts. But that's the heat! It's not There's heat for Eric wrong Watts. Kind of go away. The, the douchebag spoiled fucking go. daddy's boy jock character. That can sucks. be firm. It's not over and he fucking sucks. Alright, um, damn it all. So, uh, yeah, bye. Big Sky. Uh, fired. I can't remember. Rage and Pain, the Wrecking Crew. Oh, man, Job really? Attack Team. Really? <laughs> Fire him then, whatever. Uh, Missy Hyatt, Carl wanted to get rid of. No, good mor- good for uh, the morale of the boys. Indeed, and uh, Sir William. Eva Canaro, uh, philosophy. Uh, <laughs> Sir William. Sir William, who's Bill Dundee, obviously he was uh, the manager of Lord Stephen Regal when he came in. No, he was, all, he was all right with Regal, I like him with Regal. I agree with that completely. So, just to talk about the... Well, what have we got against, we got against William? What have we got against Bill Dundee? Come on, Carl. He doesn't, he doesn't add anything. <laughs> So the incoming talent as I have it here gentlemen for the rest of the year so we're going to get to our, have our votes on who we want to actually pull in from the guys that they did bring in the Cole twins the Harris twins and Scott Norton all came in in March and that's a no a no and a no from me um <laughs> if I was just gonna, if, I, if I remember rightly I the Harris twins were the only ones I cut that I may have cut the Cole twins as well in my you my did initial. okay well, I'm, well they're, they're both they're, they're gone uh, yeah they can both go what, uh, what about Flush Scott Flash Norton. Uh, fuck him, he's awful. I'd probably take Norton. Oh, he's terrible. Look at all the heels we got rid of. He might come in useful. How? In what way is he going to be useful? When's Scott Norton ever been useful? Well, now could be the first time, Liam. There's a first time for everything. Carl, what are you saying? Yes or no to Norton? I think I kept him originally. Oh! Yeah, I'll keep him. I can't believe Scott Norton's staying in. That's absolutely tragic. Okay, Colonel Robert Parker in April. Uh, 
he kind of makes me laugh. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, he can stay. All right, so he's in. I, I vote yes as well. Jim Neidhart. Are we all blinking your miss it affair for Neidhart in WCW 93 here? A no for me. Yeah, no for me. Unanimous. JYD? Yeah, gone. Yeah, no need. Junk food dog, hit the bricks. Dick Slater? Didn't do anything. There's still a lot of house shows. I'd keep him. We probably won't do a lot with him, but I'll, I'll keep him. I'm not bothered. That's it. So that's, that's, if there's ever a raging course of employment, it's that right there. Don't impress me, kid. Uh, Sid Vicious. Of course we're keeping big Sid. Oh, we're bringing in Sid. Have you seen the rest of the card, Liam? <laughs> are we going to help that by bringing in Sid? Yes. <sighs> Squeegees be damned. No! He's, he's so even... big. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> who, who else can go down on one knee and just motion his arms out like that? And get the accolades. <laughs> Christ's sake, people. Hey, blame that crowd. I think it was the Bash in 89 who cheered him merc- mercilessly in the skyscraper. Oh, God, I can't believe it. We're not exactly flushed for heels, Liam. I'm doing better than we think here. Anyway, pretty poor Roma. Yes. All right, I bring in Roma. I'll allow it. Yeah. Oh, well. Not How magnanimous <laughs> of you. The Prisoner slash Nails no. came in for one match. Now... Do we run the risk of a lawsuit if we don't bring him in? He, <laughs> he may throw around accusations about Bob Ryder feeling him up. He might, he might do, but I think that if he's never there in the building in the first place, we're probably better off. I'm going to say no to Nails. I'm but, sold on that argument. That's a no, that's a no. Uh, June, the illustrious tag team of Thunder and Lightning. Anybody remember them? Uh, no, but I did Google them to see what they looked like, just to see if they were ridiculously fat and barely immobile. They look like they could kind of move, so I, I figured we'd keep them as a job. Yeah, I, th- I think Thunder ending up being the fake sting. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Jeff Farmer, yeah. Jeff Farmer, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I just remember that Irish whip into a top rope clothesline finisher on Worldwide. So is that a yes or a no from you, Kieran? Uh, I'm not against, really against cutting many tag teams. Because we need bodies. Exactly. How about Yoshi Kwan? No, he can be fired. <laughs> I fucking hated Yoshi Kwan. Okay, so just for a little bit of context about yeah. this, actually, this entire show, I, got, just, I really should have said this at the start, but just to bookend this entire thing, the, the reason I really want to do this show and have done for a long time is because, obviously, here in the UK, for those of you who don't know, WCW Worldwide was on ITV on Saturday afternoons in a great time slot. They couldn't have a network station, I guess, uh, for you in America. Whereas WWF was on Sky, and this was the period where we lost our Sky, unfortunately, in 1993, and WCW Worldwide was my wrestling fix. So I've got very vivid memories of a lot of the stuff we're talking about today, even if I'm the exception to the rule in the wrestling world uh, in that sense. So, Yoshi Kwan, not a fan, Kieran? I fucking hate this guy. Why did you hate him? Because he comes in with the mystique of being a mysterious Jap, and then... He's not. He's like part white, part Korean, and he's shit. <laughs> and, uh, That's the clincher, really. And, uh, I just don't like the way he holds his hands. Like he's like a white tajiri. Mm. Um, he just really annoyed me. No, no, no for him. No value. Harlem Heat. Of course. Oh, yeah. Equalizer is the easiest. No. <laughs> Fuck. I hate the equalizer. Dave Sullivan. No. No Evad. No Evad. Fuck off. Um. Dynasties. Oh, you skipped Colossal Kongs. Oh, did I really? My mistake. My mistake, the Colossal Kongs. No. <laughs> See, WCW, and this is very important, because this is how people keep their jobs for years on end. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? You so, actually just skip yes. their names on the sheets. People forget, and the, the contract just rolls over. <laughs> That's pretty much it. So, uh, yeah, the Colossal Kongs. Yeah, they're gone. Colossally gongs. <laughs> ice Train! Toot toot, just because it's Ice Train, man. Stays. <laughs> Carl? Um, can we get rid of him but keep the music? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm voting to keep Ice Train. Yeah. So him and the music stays. Was he a baby face or a healer? He's a baby point. face. Baby face all the way. August, uh, Road Warrior Hawk came in for a brief stint. and then, Actually, I think he was one show, fucked off, and then came in uh, at the end of the year for a few more dates. No. No from you. Um, What's the point? This, you can't build anything around that. What's the point of having him there? No. Mm, I'm, I'm going to agree with Kieran at this stage. On oh. Basis that, well, a I, reversal I, of stance from before the show, Carl. I, I notice further down on the list, where it mentions Road Warrior Animal, we also have in brackets that he can't wrestle... Because he's, presu- it says claiming disability, which is presumably one of those sweet Lloyds. Yes, it is. Again. Yes, it I can't is. feel yeah. my toes. <laughs> in which case, if he can't wrestle, there's no fucking point in bringing him in. Yeah. So, you know, what's. I've Road, been saying that for about 20 years, it feels like. What's Road Warrior Hawk without Road Warrior Animal? And if he's just. Oh, he's far more charismatic. He's no, a far more upside than Animal. Yeah, but not. I'd be. No, I'd, 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 I'd have given him a chance as a singles so, guy if he had so, him for a long time. For so few dates. Yeah, well, that's I, I, don't, the key. I don't see the point in it. That's so, the key uh, for me. So I'd say, I, admittedly, I'm skipping past a few names there, but uh, I, I say no to both Road Warriors on that basis. All right, Shockmaster. Oh. <laughs> now, nah. I, I'm happy to row back on this because I believe he was on my original list of cuts. That's before I'd appreciated just how hilarious. That Clash of Champions introduction is. You can't bring in this fucking I know we're being funny and it's ironic, but it's awful. And we watched it just before we started recording. And I feel like that... I, I feel we need to keep that in there for prosperity. <laughs> Just that, that one scale. I, I think well, it should stay. Uh, we're trying to turn a company around here, Carl. We're not trying to kill it with stupid shit yeah, like that. Yeah, but, but we will book it so strongly <laughs> in, the, in, you know, in the preceding ones that that won't matter. I'm thinking long-term as well, like 30 years long-term, where WCW will probably have its own network, and this will be like a nostalgia classic, the Shockmaster. Hmm. In this day and age... I'm not sold at all. Or we could just fire him. I would rather fire him. Man, what about that shiny purple helmet? (laughs) Uh, I've been to some questionable shops that will sell you those. Charlie Norris, a poor man's poor man's Tatanka. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We had a confirmation that Shopmaster's gone. (laughs) Yeah, gone. Surely gone. I'm not hiring Typhoon. We can just bring him in for that one show. I don't want to bring him in at all. It's funny. I don't want to bring him in. He's useless. Fine. (laughs) Charlie Norris. Fired. Yep, gone. Useless. Who is he? he like I, I said, don't remember him at exactly. all. Poor man's, I, I, poor man's Tatanka, like I said. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Considering if Tatanka was on this list, I'd probably... <laughs> you can't him anyway. Go. Terry Taylor, who will probably not be the number five babyface, by the way, Carl, on this <laughs> oh, list. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> I'll beat you to the guy. Oh, damn it. But I will hire him. I'll bring in Terry Taylor. For what? Do some yeah. jobs in the middle? Yeah. If we keep him barbarian... A he- a he- are we? Yeah, no one cut the barbarian. He's scary. Yeah, I'm, uh, he might beat me up. Mm. Mean Gene in November. Yeah. Easy, uh, very easy yes for me. Uh, great yeah. great pitch man. And the boss, man, is he big. <laughs> in December. We've got, we got, uh, we got a sign trailer. I love that. I, I love that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in. He's in. All right, then. So some things to consider as we shape things here. Uh, we've got the UK tour in March coming up, obviously. So, obviously, yeah, the Davy Boy Smith acquisition... Uh, months after his Wembley Stadium success at SummerSlam 92. The mini-movies that uh, WCW saw many of in 1993. Lost in Cleveland, The White Castle of Fear, The Beach Blast Fiasco with David Boy Smith running down the beach. Fucking midget. 
Cheat him. Cheat him. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's not something that we were going to be doing, I would assume. Ric Flair, who has just come back at Super Bowl, is unable to wrestle until June. Uh, he, he made his first appearance at the Clash, Clash 23, in June against the Blondes, but uh, we are not able to do anything with him until then, so it might be worth trying to come up with an angle uh, to explain his absence, because I really don't want to do Flair for the gold, because they, they sucked. Um, yeah, mentioned before, Road Warrior Animal, who we're not going to use, wasn't able to wrestle. Sid stabbing on in October. That's months away. Okie doke. And uh, Dave Boy Smith ended up leaving in November, but I don't know if we're going to uh, kind of factor that into our events here. Uh, just to get some big picture thoughts from the you loyal listeners before we get going here on uh, what we're going to do, the brain follow on Pro Wrestling Only says, as weird as this sounds, I feel like WCW had to have this kind of year. A year where not much good happened, and Eric Bischoff just sort of figured out what not to do, and realised he needed another direction. However much some hate it, bringing in Hogan definitely worked in I4. Obese Turtle on WrestlingForum.com says, the main event scene was booked perfectly to me. Vader being fucking dominant with short spurts of sting was great. Harmonic Generator on the U- fan forum says I guess the obvious answer is to look at what the WWF is putting out increasingly cartoony dying days of Hulkamania beginnings of Raw first inklings of the new generation and counteract that by going in the opposite direction people getting sick of the old guard find a new guy with promise and push him big time tag team scene not what it was be the place to go for tag team wrestling that kind of approach Sklockazoid on the F4W board says It's kind of a weird year, because 92 was so great, and then they started to mess things up with Flair also coming back to the company and changing the trajectory of a lot of booking Then there was all the Sid stuff that fell apart that turned into something better in the end I don't know, there's a lot of things that I like that happened in 93 I like the White Castle affair I like the Vader and Cactus matches, not the Amnesia stuff obviously, I liked Flair and Wyndham and Wyndham's NWA title reign I liked Flair and Rude and Flair and Vader Those were also the big moments they built around If anything, there were just too many big heel wins during Vader's run. Cactus should have won something at some point. Sting was largely wasted after losing to Vader, so I definitely have given him a bigger role. Flair going after both the NWA and WCW world titles was kind of a double beat, although they didn't intend for Flair to go after the WCW world title early on, so it's hard to blame them. I want to say no Shockmaster, but man, I love that moment. (laughs) I guess having two big signings with Sid and Davey and then having them hover around the world title and never winning was a mistake on some level too, but again, Sid Sid, uh, would have eventually won it, I'm sure. And uh, Rick Morris, the great Rick Morris, uh, on the Facebook page says, Great point about all the great talent that they did have during that year. I've always believed they've never had an excuse to suck as badly as they did with all that. Remember, though, they also put a lot of green guys with a good look out there at that time. The Cold Brothers, Early Harlem Heat, Charlie Norris, Equalizer, Ice Train, and some of them had a higher profile than the names that should have been out in front. They should have been clearer about the structure of the promotion from main event talents to upper mid-card to mid-card and below. Also, the NWA relationship was clearly unsustainable, so reverse the previous year's mistake of having two world titles. Starcade 92 in particular was weird, with two world titles and the announcers and Paul Hornung acting like a freaking battle ball ring was the focus of the night. Boy, that was a night of thing uh, that was a sign of things to come. So uh, yes, that is in fact what we've got to deal with here. Two world titles, and uh, I guess it's at this point that it seems appropriate to talk about the overarching theme that we want to go with. Of course, Starcade 93 is the end game, and uh, I guess it's time to throw some ideas on the table. Gentlemen, what do you see as the Starcade 93 main events, and how do you want to deal with these world titles? And bearing in mind we've got the UK tour coming up in March. Indeed. If we want to give um, Vader David Boy as an opponent... Straight out the gate, why don't we have him beat Wyndham? Davy? Have, have Davy beat Wyndham for the belt on the UK tour. You know, nice big, big win in, in theory. Gets the hometown fans on side. And then we can build 
towards a Vader David unification match early in the year, and then you you then you you've dealt with that belt pretty sharp because it's out of the way. All right, Kieran, let's see what you have to think about this uh, split belts. It's all Rick. It's all about the Nature Boy it's for all you. About the Nature Boy, baby. <laughs> so inconvenient, he can't wrestle till June. It is. If he was in, I completely forgot about that. Um, I wanted him to get. I wanted him to take the belt off Wyndham post haste. So the first show, and then pretty much say quite like Vader early as possible in the year. Well, while he straight away after winning that world title, you know he's got another world title. There. He needs to win to be the man. Woo and all that stuff. Um, so I would say I wanted the belt on him the end of a title that'd be in June as soon as you can re- first match back he wins that one looking towards a unification with Vader in at Starcade at the end of the year okay so we're gonna this, this, we're gonna come is, for longer heads on this contra- aren't we contradicting point in here because I don't I don't want the two belts lingering around that long how are you gonna get rid of the other belt then you gotta do the I'm unification gonna, unifi- okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have him beat I'm going to have Vader beat Davey in a unification match. There's two schools of thought here, and I'm going to throw this out, and I guess we're going to have to try and come to some kind of an agreement. The idea, the two contrasting ideas, to go with Carl's point, I do like the idea of Vader being the guy to unify the belts, and obviously if he beats Davey Boy, that's kind of perfect, and then proclaiming himself the real world champion, which was Flair's big dig when he was in the WWF and the taking the NWA belt. So I think that's kind of a nice little thing. Obviously he's rubbing it in Flair's face, he's the real world champion, and then obviously having Flair chase Vader to Starcade. The flip side is the idea of Vader holds the WCW belt all year and actually do a prolonged version of what they did, one of the, the only things they did right all year, which was Flair and Vader at Starcade. Because it seems like such a natural tie-in that we were talking about this off air, Kieran. Ten years, but we go ten years before this. Starcade '83, a Flair for the gold. Ric Flair wins his, uh, his second NWA title off Harley Race, who's Vader's manager at the time, and it's just a, a beautiful ten years after that. You know, the first Starcade. Here we are, Starcade '93. Flair and, and Harley Race's charge the unstoppable Vader title for title who is the real world champion two different ways to go and uh, I'm not sure which one I prefer because obviously like you say Flair not being able to wrestle till June yeah that fucks it up hamstrings um, it a bit because again you've you got to find a way to do something with Flair well, well yeah if, if it weren't if it weren't for that fact I'd, I'd happily be on board well no see I was, I was going to say I'd happily be on board with the idea of Flair winning the NWA World Cup but again it's it's having it lingering around till December I'm not I'm just not, I'm not sold on that point of it are we both? Are we all in agreement that Flair Vader is going to be the destination for Starcade? Yeah. Alrighty, let's get that in then. Let's put, write that down. Flair and Vader is going to be our main event of Starcade. Creative geniuses, aren't we? <laughs> but it's going to be cooking a, with gas. But it's going to be a much more focused uh, version of it than what they did. So uh, we got we got some good stuff cooking. Well, we promise. Well, I don't feel they made enough of the of the race connection. They didn't make yeah, anything of it because so. it was slapdash. Because the original plan was Vader and Sid at Starcade, and then Sid went fucking crazy, and it was like, oh fuck, no. fuck, Rick, get in here, Rick, save the day. But yeah, so yeah, I don't know. It's tough that they had done a tease of Flair and Wyndham at Super Bowl already. Yeah, they, you know, when Wyndham won the NBA belt off the Great Muta at Super Brawl, they had Flair, you know, put the belt on Wyndham, and they already teased that that was what they were going to go with. So I don't know if we are kind of hamstrung by that or. Um, thing is, I mean, it's the June thing's massive because that's six months. You're keeping it on Wyndham and strong, and that that's to me that's the downfall yeah. of the two belts. Yeah. Um. To me, that belt only works. The two belts thing only works if you're actually building towards you're spending the time that we've got these two belts to build towards the, the blow off 
I'm kind of I'm kind of leaning towards Carl's idea, to be honest. Really? Yeah. So before, but again, like I said, they've already teased Flair and Wyndham, so we're not even. Uh, yeah, but you, you can still have Vader play up. You you can still, I think that easily enough translates to to Vader when he when he's unified the belts and calling himself the real world champion. I still think you've still got the the chase element there. So I think we can, yeah, we're, we're sort of skirting around it, but I, I don't feel that we'd um, we'd really harm ourselves by doing that. Hmm. We need to find a way to kind of keep Flair off. We'll talk about this, but we can easily segue it where when Bulldog beats Wyndham, you can do a similar thing with Flair. Where Flair comes out and that you know he wants the, he wants that belt when he's when he's able to wrestle yeah, or whatever. Because the issue isn't really Wyndham. No, it? it's the belt. It's the belt. So um, it's, it's Flair's going around. He wants that belt, and then when Vader gets it, obviously there you go. There's the first stare down. There's the first encounter between Flair and Vader. So there we go. So we're looking at Davy beating Wyndham on the UK tour. In March, so right after uh, right after Wyndham wins it, Davey gets it. Hopefully, you can hope that it will get big news uh, when it actually happens. And then, I mean, yeah, I'm sure locally it'd be great. Um, I'm just thinking major impact as I suppose you get playing up on TV all the same anyway. Yeah. I like I like something with a bit more impact. I would too, global, ideally. But yeah, okay. Yeah, so but, but Bulldog wins it on the tour. Hopefully, gets a lot of press, and hopefully, does a uh, some good kind of cementing WCW's place a little bit more in the UK. I definitely think that uh, would be beneficial. Yeah, because I was desperate for him to beat Vader uh, when he wasn't even competitive, really. Yeah, it so, really shouldn't have. <laughs> Dangled people a, a carrot after the uh, after Wembley was. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Good, good karma. The way to go. The way to go. So Davy is winning the NWA title on the UK tour. So I didn't actually see that coming as we prepared for this. So slam. So so Carl, this was your uh, your brainchild, your master plan. When do you foresee the uh, unification match taking place between Davy and Vader? The first big show is May, I suppose. So, yeah, so Slambury. We've got nothing. Uh, we've got nothing in between that, have we? No, nope. I don't think so. So yeah, that's what we'd have to be there. Two month run for Davy. Yes, it's beat him already. It's yeah, it's it's long enough, and you know, <laughs> it's, it's Davy Boy Smith. How important is he really? Well, that kind of flies in the face of putting on him in the first place. Sure, yeah, no, but I'm, but I'm using this. I'm thinking. I'm, not th- I'm thinking of him for something nice, nice on the tour, and really in the grand scheme of things, a facilitator. I'm not. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not willing to. to it's not all about the ball, though. No, not not in the slightest. It would be nice to have the the, the kind of um, symmetry of we hold it off till June. So Davy has a bit of a, a bit more of a run, so it's not a complete throwaway. And then basically the unification matches on the same match as Flair's comeback match. Could do. Which could be okay. could be Wyndham. So. Yeah, actually, and that yeah. Makes, that makes sense. Yeah, he goes through Wyndham, and he says he's gonna he's gonna challenge the winner. The real world champ. So this is the real. Well, he wants to be the real world champion. There you so go. Yeah, so yeah, we've already got two matches for Beach Blast. So there you go. We got Vader versus Davy Boy in the uh, the Beach Blast in June, and also at Beach Blast, it's Flair's. Well, actually, he could wrestle. We can have Flair wrestle on the Clash uh, in June. Um, I wouldn't throw it away. Maybe let me do an angle on the Clash with Wyndham to. Granted, yeah. we've got about three months where we can do nothing but angles with Ric Flair oh, leading well. up to this. He, he likes angles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got Vader and Davy and Flair and Wyndham for June Beach Blast. Slamborees are calling, and we need uh, we need matches for that show. Just quickly, because I haven't I haven't really picked up on it yet. How long's Rude out for? Rude is actually back in March, so we can use him okay. pretty much straight away. Which was kind of a shame. Here's actually, you know what? That, that segues us nicely there, actually. Rick Rude, because Rude was red hot. In '91 and '92, with uh, with Heyman and Medusa in the Dangerous Alliance period of time, and he came back and he'd lost Heyman, he lost Medusa, 
and he came back and he wasn't nearly as good in 93 as he was in 92 he'd had the neck injury so he was hitting the chin lock a lot in those 93 matches uh, the, 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 the rude flair series which on paper seemed like it could have been pretty good it was actually pretty shitty when it came to the matches very boring um, and yeah I just feel like Rude was kind of missing missing an element or missing something by not having a manager you'd seen him with a manager like since his, his running the debate with Heenan moves to Heyman and now he's just on his own it feels weird Rude I don't, I don't know it's a, it's a bit of minutia I suppose but in terms of giving Rude a manager why not give him Michael Hayes hmm. he's, still, he's still going for that PS bollocks <laughs> so you know there's a bit of a tie in there of sorts I suppose and you know as, as little time as Michael Hayes is in the ring personally the better so <laughs> about Missy yeah that works that works better <laughs> complete bitch Missy height with Rick Rude just the most obnoxious man the most obnoxious woman together yeah no that works that works alright like so it. there you go Then he's, he's got his uh, he's got his new woman Missy Hyatt the Slamboree looking at it's only a month before Beach Blast oh hang on I fucked that up it's actually July not June well, Beach Blast yeah what okay. a dick what a dick sorry oh, well if that's yeah, Beach Blast is in July. No, this has changed everything. Is it, we holding a Flair till Beach Blast then for July, or are we going to do it on The Clash? Flair's first match back on The Clash? Yeah. I suppose he calls out there. He, yeah, he could win the month before, because he's the main event of The Clash. He'll be the main event. So, yeah, so, so, yeah we'll, we'll change that. So <laughs> yeah, Flair and Wyndham can headline The Clash, his first match back on TV. And it's and there's hype for the unification match the next month. Flair yeah, calls out the winner. He says, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there at Beach Blast, because I want to see the unification match and I'm going to be there to challenge the winner and what's going to go down when an H-Boy shows up and, and calls out the real world champion there you go that's a nice little segue from uh, from show to show to build this however we do have Slamboree yeah. in May and uh, Vader and Davey Boy are going to be two world champions we do still have this to deal with at the moment so who are the guys that you think should be a position for both Who in in, you know, in reality Slamboree 93 Vader and Davey did in fact wrestle each other on that show to, to start the, uh, kind of the Davey Vader feud so to split that up again, you've got you've got Rude for Davy if you wanted him. He the whole thing was going to be you've got, you kind of got the tie in there anyway. When Rude did get injured, he was supposed to wrestle Ron Sims at Starcade '92 for the championship belt, the WCW belt, and then didn't get the shot. So you could always kind of pull that card and say that I'm owed a World Championship match, and obviously Vader's the champion, so you don't really want to face him. So, but I'll take on Davy Boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Rude and Davy Boy. And then Vader needs an opponent. Well, and he's gone through Sting. I'm not a big fan of his of his disposition here. We've got double A as a baby face. I was I was thinking I want to use something with him to get killed at some point. That might seem like it fits better later, though. Yeah, doesn't I thought it? later. You, you want you want to tie that in later? No, I think, I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking Anderson is sort of a, a sacrificial lamb of sorts for Vader on on the not on not the trek. Not, not buried, but obviously on he the gets journey. Beat. It's, yeah. Oh, for sure, absolutely. You have to do that. Which means that Vader. Well, okay. What about? What about Steamboat for Vader then? That could be quite sensational in terms of a, I don't, I don't a good recall, dynamic. I don't recall them ever really facing off against each other. It didn't matter on Saturday night. Ste- but Steamboat, the wonderful seller that he is. You'd think it would work. The, the other thing that they did during this period of time was the, the matches with Cactus. The, uh, the the two hot matches on Saturday night that ended with the powerbomb on the concrete and turned into a real hot issue and it was actually hotter than Davy Boy and Vader was heading into Slamboree. But I don't know if you want to kind of rush Cactus to that position. N- not really. I was thinking. I was thinking full brawl for that. You, you got. You got. Uh, you got September in mind for for Cactus's big push. For, for Cactus and Vader, yeah. All right. You want to give that? It's uh, it's it's fair time later in the year, which leaves Vader still without an opponent. <laughs> it's Slamboree. Marcus Alexander Bagwell's free. 
<laughs> if he's interested in that. Ron's coming off uh, a shitty world a title fa- run. A, fa- a failed world title run. <laughs> a failed world title run, and then not much else uh, for the, the, the ensuing months after that. I was thinking not much else for pretty much the rest of his WCW career. Ron, for one. One last go. The rubber match with Vader, if that's a rubber you, match. Yeah, they, they, they both beat each other for the belt. You give, you give the challenger his, his mandatory rematch type of thing. Well, that's going to set the world afire, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we, got, we got double gold on this one, come on. Yeah, two world it's, titles, it's, it's, we don't get twice the points. It's, it's a loss leader, come on. <laughs> so that's what it's looking like, is it? Vader and Ron Simmons. Look, look we're, we're not trying to, you know, blow our load straight away at the start of the year. We, we're building to something here. What a load it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If people can just stay with us, trust the process, everybody. Oh, we're going to need the. Okay, well, we'll come to this as, as we walk through it at the end, but we're going to need a, a, an angle for Vader and Ron that feels feels like it's something, you know what I mean? All right, so we're, we're kind of. Uh, where do you want to go next? Do you want to kind of progress the kind of the, the, the top two and, and kind of track how we get to Starcade and then go through the rest of the card? or? Um, I think maybe we need to get some more people in kind of. Uh the forefront of our mind particularly like blondes the Hollywood blondes blondes sting these people I think we need to start mentioning now and then yeah. well they they changed the belt on um, on worldwide didn't they one day after we're taking over March 2nd they Do, did in fact give the belt to the blondes uh, I'm now presumably we're all on board with sticking the jetpacks on oh yes Austin, yeah. oh god There's yes be no yes, dissenting Carl. voices here yes Carl <laughs> fine people that they are Especially you, Steve. Um, <laughs> but especially you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but do we want to hold off on that till May? Or is that too long? No. Absolutely not. You want to give it a show? I'm, I'm only thinking in the context of giving them on, on a pay-per-view show as opposed to TV. But yeah. I, can't, I mean, I, 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 see, I see your point, but at the same time, they've actually gone around with... They kind of... They did... They, yeah, they, and they reference that, don't they? they? They wrestled at the Clash in January. They'd been kind of going yeah, back and yeah. forth on the house okay. for a couple of months yeah. now. Yeah, no, forget that then. Yeah. 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 Belts on TV. Belts on TV. Again, another quick title change. The Blondes are winning it as they did in real life from Steamboat and Douglas. So we're all on board with the big blonde machine, the team of the 90s. Uh, and, and just so we're clear, they're holding the tag belts throughout the entire year, yeah? Yeah, my only feeling, and it's not even a feeling, would be to take, to take them off them, would be if we're already getting ready to launch into do that into 94 with one of them and wanting the belts off them so they're in a position to go straight away. So this is pretty much so, what they did. So, so, so at least they'll hold them till Starcade. We can maybe decide at then the if minute, we want to. At the minimum, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how this feels as we go along here. But I'm, you know, prolonged run. I think I wouldn't be opposed to them losing it briefly if it's to a top team to get it back. Yeah, I, I was going to say. I think let's put Sting in the mix with them. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I was trying to figure out what to do with the blondes, and I, as good as the blondes stuff with Flair was, I actually don't think that's the best mix. For this point in time, I, Sting needs new opponents. He's he's gone around the horn with Vader. He's gone around the horn with Rude. He ended up wrestling. He was in a feud with Scott Norton, ugh, which ended up with him wrestling the Prisoner at Slamboree. Then he gets kind of tied in with Davy Boy with the, uh, the the incoming Sid Vicious, and then he kind of goes off with Sid for a little bit. But it's just it just feels weak. Sting all year just feels like he's crying for something to sink his teeth into. And I think the Blondes is the answer. I think that he needs to find a uh, an, a, a tag team partner and uh, go against Hollywood Blondes well I suppose the logical one would be would be Dustin Jack Jack. oh oh 
Stinging Cactus as a team. No, no, they're, they're, Old enemies no, they're, they're, coming together. They've got to come. That's the story. They've got to come together, and then they can go away when Jackson gets his little run with Vader. Well, yeah, but if, if we're programming with the blondes and we want the blondes going over, that's not building. And this a great, is a Starcade match. You know, huh? This is a Starcade match. What Stinging Cactus? Yeah. Maybe that's what we're building to. Sting, sting all year trying to find different partners to try and find the right guy to beat the blondes it's a, a full on feud with the blondes yeah. it won't take him long the length of this roster <laughs> <laughs> here comes Johnny B. Bear there goes Johnny B. Bear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright so I like that so we, we need we'll, we'll come up with something but a hot angle where the blondes target Sting and then Sting's on, on, the, on, the, on the blondes chase pretty much for the bulk of the year we're thinking here if they're only getting the belts now you want to give them a couple of months to get warmed up anyway yeah well, at Slambury, they ended up wrestling uh, Steamboat and Douglas again in a steel cage. So we could always do, we could always continue the Steamboat Douglas thing as they did to Slambury, if you'd like. I kind of thought it on splitting up Steamboat and Douglas. I won't lie. We still, can. Oh, I kind of want to as well, to be quite honest. Douglas is a heel. I think he's got more upside than he does as a white meat baby face. Sorry, See, if it wasn't for Ron Simmons being pulled away by Vader, my original idea was Sting and Ron Simmons as a team, as the two former WCW champions that got squashed by Vader, going for uh, going for the blondes. Well, that is convenient in that Ron does all the jobs. Yep. But hey, that could be a match at Beach Blast. Yeah, since we've got nothing else for Ron. Sting and Simmons against uh, yeah against the blondes. All right, maybe that kicks kicks it off. Yeah, they, that's the segue. They take them both out because they're the. Uh, former champs or something or they're the real champ I actually don't be playing that too much but I mean, it's kind of actually the sort of thing they could get away with being t- almost tongue in cheek being the real champs and yeah. the tag champs and they've taken on the two eh, something there there's, there's, a, there's a reason anyway for the blondes to go after those two guys yeah exactly the two former world champions who walk around thinking their shit doesn't stink where they're the team of the 90s they're the champions now so there we go so we've got another match for July Beach Blast so Vader and Davey is on the docket for that show Unification and Sting and Ron Simmons against the Hollywood Blondes uh, the Blondes against Steamboat and Douglas at Slamboree do we kind of come to an agreement on that? call it Slamboree match oh I like that <laughs> so you pays your money for folks yeah so Sting you never know when you get, you're going to get another Corporal Crush <laughs> or Corma Crush we had last time. Crush, that was a winner that was a real winner you got Slamboree match that's a shame he didn't actually can we hire him we can't hire him this year can we he's in the WF the whole oh, year yeah. damn he's, it he's making do, money he's, do, he's doing <laughs> he's doing jobs to doink at this point oi vey I, I think we need a, a, a hot angle to get the blondes involved with Sting if, that, if that's coming at Beach Blast that'd be something for the Clash maybe St- Sting and one of the blondes and yeah Sting and Austin it could just be announced as a match and then you can you can kick you can kick the angle off from there it is. Together. We could uh, we could also we could do a uh, like a pseudo injury thing, perhaps where uh, again it's Sting because he has no allies at this point in time. Sting versus Austin, and then uh, as it looks like he's getting the win, Pillman comes in and they uh, take care of his ankle or something like that, and he needs to find a partner, and it gives Sting a weakness, so it gives him an excuse if he has to do the uh, do do a job, if he has to do a job. No, he, well he doesn't. Well, Ron Simmons is there Ron for Simmons a reason. Is, Ron, Sim- <laughs> Ron Simmons is doing the job, but it, it, it still gives Sting an out. Yeah, it's not 100. It's not. It's not full blown Sting. Of course, you've got the blondes. They can get the heat on the heat on Sting's ankle or whatever the injury is, and then he makes the tag, and Ron Simmons is the clean job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I see it as, as as the injury angle during the match to really take him out, and then they just beat up on. Yeah, they beat Simmons. They just beat up on Ron. They just beat up on Ron and beat Ron. Yeah, but the heat's fucking sting who's had his whatever's happened and to him and has to get carted off after, yeah, he's after. had oh they cut off his rat tail and he loses his powers actually, I, I, I was actually thinking at first to try and shave his head or something like that yeah. mid-south as, as the you know the whole the blondes deal yeah shave his head they, they keep, try and shave his head they, they, and they frame or maybe they wear the, the, bron- the uh, blonde rat tail around their necks or something <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. He 
know, he unfortunately lost the rat tail by this point. Well, thank God. He can grow it back, maybe. And then... I, I was, you know, I was wondering why that wasn't on the things to consider list. <laughs> <laughs> the cut list. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna do a singles with Austin and Sting at the Clash Twenty Three. Yeah. So that's what yeah, Clash Twenty Three in June. Sting versus Austin. Probably a no contest, two on one beatdown, and. And Ron, Ron makes a save, simple. Yeah. Nothing complex. And, yeah. and, and the, the, the real injury in inverted commas comes at Beach Blast. You, in, you injure Sting, but you can injure, you could injure Sting earlier on the show. Okay. You could have a, you could have a skip where he's, he's injured backstage. Yeah. But he hobbles to the ring anyway because, goddamn, he's courageous. But then they just take him out and he's there at ringside trying to get back in while people are holding him back and they're double teaming Simmons. By God. Yeah. I want to come back to this before we move on to other names. Flair is unavailable for action until Clash 23 in June. What do we want? That three months is a long time. So that's where I think that's. I'd rather do an injury angle for Flair. I think yeah. Well, either an injury angle or a suspension or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. Um, Obviously, he's he's done the thing with Wyndham where he wants to challenge him. He's done the face to face with Davy Boy where he wants to challenge him after he uh, after Davy Boy wins the belt on a worldwide. Maybe we can have him confront Vader. Although it's kind of a waste, the ma- his return match is Wyndham. Yeah. If we got to heat up Wyndham after he drops the belt to Davey and change our minds, change our minds, let us forget about that um, and make him relevant. So it's probably worth putting the heat on Wyndham. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think? Wyndham hurts him. Yeah. And then you get to do the, uh, the the vitriolic promos. He wanted to come back. He wanted to do this. He wanted to be the real world champion, and now he's been sidelined and. But damn it, when I'm back, I'm get cleared. That I'm not, after your ass, Wyndham. Yeah, he's, he's back to be the, the real world, to be the man, to be the real world champion. But Wyndham is no longer the Wyndham no longer got gold around his waist, but he's got an issue to take care of first of all. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna deal with that, and then I'm gonna get what's mine, kind of a deal. Just to get some of your ideas for general directions here, Crimes of Fashion on the F4W board says great roster, terrible, terrible booking. Build up the Starcade '93 card to mirror Starcade '83. Steel Cage Vader versus Flair to unify the two titles. Steel Cage Blondes versus Steamboat and Sting. Uh, Steamboat goes through several tag team partners through the course of the year, all of whom to get taken out by the Blondes until he convinces Sting to be his partner. Uh, Bull rope match for the US title: Dustin Rhodes versus Cactus Jack. Uh, hold off the Jack Vader feud and Bayface turns to '94. Jack brutalizes Dusty when Dusty. Dustin won't give him a US title match, and Jack is DQ'd several times for being overly brutal, so Dustin challenges Cactus to his family's stipulation match. And finally, for uh, Starcade, he says Rick Rude versus Sid Vicious. Uh, Rude forms an alliance with Race, who manages Vicious instead of Parker, but it backfires when Sid costs Rude the international title against Flair. Uh, Gary Thompson on the Facebook page says, Wow, I push hard the wrestling and less cheesy crap. Midgets and exploding boats, etc. Let the WWF worry about that. I thought you were going to say midgets aside. I was like, too. <laughs> too <laughs> you never. Yeah. WCW had phenomenal wrestling talent. Regal, Pillman, Austin, etc. And of course, big stars like Sting and Flair. I'd push hard the Hollywood Blondes because they were fucking ace. Tag Division was good, if I recall. I'd push Barry Winder, but he suffered a bad knee injury and was only there for the first half of 93. Push the hell out of Rick Rude versus Sting. Flair has to be around that picture, too. Uh, push up and coming stars like Scorpio and Bagwell Regal made the TV title sorry Carl but push the US title hard make it a workers title like Steamboat and etc less corny but more pro wrestling Ebenezer on the F4W board his suggestion is fire Dusty or keep him far far away from the book allocate more money to production so the TV shows will look more polished and on par with the WWFs and don't fire Jim Ross Uh, a big one there yeah so that's actually an interesting point because when you watch these worldwide's back in 93 god it looks so dark and dingy and fucking miserable and uh I'm not a big fan of moving to Disney either for that matter again on, on, on the cheap front it just looks 
like there's about 20 people there. <laughs> it looks pretty wank. So uh, I'm not a big fan of the, the, the Disney move either. CJ Williams on the Facebook page says, You boys have a damn hard job with this company in this year. Only definite suggestions I could give you is to try and make Rick Rude a bigger star. WWF fan saw him as a mid-card guy, but I think WCW could use a Rick Rude mega push as a way to make him a top-level guy people would actually remember was a world champion. Secondly, push the blondes. Push them to the moon. And make both men valuable so when it comes time to make them singles talents, uh, you can make a go of it. I know hindsight makes that an easy thing to say, but even before he was the loose cannon, Fly and Brian had so much charisma he jumped to the TV screen every time he was on it good luck gents can't wait to hear this one uh, Lou Pickney on the FOW board says I think you still end it with Flair over Vader at Starcade in Charlotte one of the few things that WCW got right in 93 that that only happened due to Sid nearly killing Arn in Germany and plans changing it would have really been something if WCW had protected the Hollywood champions uh, Von Shogun 09 on the uh, UK fan form says I'd have definitely kept the blondes together they delivered big time in the first half of 93 with tremendous matches with Steamboat Douglas uh, Flair Anderson Anderson Roma and Scorpio Bagwell they were the hottest thing in the company at the time I think they could have done more with them versus Flair and Arn and I had to pair them up against Sting and Bulldog who were teaming at the time in main events as well to elevate them even more you'd have to split them up eventually and they seemed to cut them off when their run still had legs and it's not even like they had any real plans for either Austin or Pillman post breakup anyway I think they did one singles match on a clash and then they were both lost in the shuffle soon after I'd also have done a long feud between Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes in 93 they were such a great tag team in 92 and were a fixture pretty much all of that year teaming together on pay-per-views TV winning uh, and dropping the tag titles etc then Wyndham turned heel right at the end of 92 and him and Dustin barely interacted after that I think they could have had a brilliant series of matches and angles after the split so uh, some suggestions there I don't know if that tickles anybody's fancy we can obviously incorporate ideas or steal them as it really is uh, as we go here interesting suggestion there though with, um, with Dustin Rhodes who's the United States champion as we start March so what's everybody's thoughts about the natural do you want, do you want to kind of keep him with the United States title here for a while or I'm looking at this Ross, at this heel side of the roster, and I'm thinking it's pretty weak. On, on the base of what we, on the base of who we've already got tied up with things, it doesn't leave a lot. Is it time for that big Vinnie Vegas push? <laughs> <laughs> at some point, we have to go through like the bottom half of this roster and just discuss what we want to do with these guys in a vacuum. Because like, you got guys like you know Tom Zenk who'd been around for a while, but it's like sticking with Bagwell and a tag team and, and do something with Too Cold. You know what I mean? I love Too Cold Scorpio '93. Scotty Flamingo's another name where it's like you want to do something with him on paper. Chris Benoit, who was there for like most of the year, doing nothing in a tag team with Bobby Eaton, and that seems like a waste as well. Yeah, that's a total waste. You got Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff, as potential that, challenger. Is that the program that actually did? Uh, for Slamboree, now they went with Rudin and Rhodes for a while, probably until about. I think it was probably until about Beach Blast. I think it pretty good with Orndorff early doors things. We got no, we got nothing for Orndorff yeah, either. That's fine to put over. Alright, so Dustin Rhodes and a feud with Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff uh, for the United States title. I guess, again, with the idea that Dustin's going to be victorious in the end. Keep it on him until we actually find the person we really want him to drop it to. Alright, and that only leaves the television championship as the as a belt that we need to deal with here in the, in May. I've got a suggestion. <laughs> I'll bet you do, Carl. How about I just put on Benoit and let him wrestle on TV? I always kind of wind up too cold Scorpio. It'd be a great mix, wouldn't it? Yeah. Too cold? And then... And then after they've had some great matches, and they, they actually ben, Scorpio and Benoit did wrestle at Super Bowl actually, and had a really good match on that show. So, uh, so after they had some great matches, and they can move up. Then Scotty Flamingo comes in as a spoiler and holds the belt for the rest of the year or something. I don't know. I actually don't mind that. I, I, we need. I think we need to create new interesting talents anyway. I think Flamingo keep him around. I, I wouldn't mind that. I can. I can live with that. So we're gonna let Benoit and Scorpio wrestle for a while for that. Yeah. So what are we thinking? Tournament. 
I have a tournament. Tournament that ends at Slamboree? Yeah. Stings free at Slamboree. Is there any kind of uh, which actually kind of happened? He was the odd man out in real life. He ended up working with Scott Norton, who apparently we've agreed to keep on our roster here. So uh, yeah, so Sting needs an opponent here did, for, did for Slamboree. You, did you notice how he went up an octave or two there? Mm. That? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we just give Sting a nice easy win over some big schlub like Barbarian. No! Barbarian is not wrestling Sting on pay-per-view in 1993. <laughs> There's no chance that's happening. I'm not having that. When does when does Terry Taylor come in? <laughs> oh, too late. Rip Rogers is free. Um, Max Payne. Ugh. Hold on, hold on. So we can't. You did use, say big schlub. We can't, we, we can't use Barbarian. We can use big schlub Max Payne. Is that any better? See, this is the problem with such a limited roster. Scott, can you imagine? Do we just have him kill Norton? That's what they. That's what they tried to. No, <laughs> see, this is the problem. You see, they tried to do that, and then Norton saw that's what they were going to do, so he quit the company, and they had to bring in nails for one night. Uh, okay, what about Dick Slater? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, Only if there's a toilet bowl match, Carl. How about we give him Scott Flamingo and try and raise Flamingo stock in a loss to like the franchise babyface? Jumpstart Flamingo by uh, calling that Sting. Just let him do like you know the old, the Jericho Goldberg stuff where he's, yeah. not, he's not in his league and he makes a, he gets the mic and he makes a, makes a match and a feud on his own. It's not a real one until the actual match take, takes place. And yeah, he can beat him or he can do fucking a, bu- a bullshit finish and he gets to maybe get a count out win and he, and he brags he's beaten Sting and he obviously hasn't. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything like that. But no, I like we, that. We need to heat some guys up. Uh, we we definitely need to heat up some heels and, and I'm happy with, with Scott Flamingo as a choice. Uh, what about putting him with uh, with Vinny Vegas as his backup? Scotty with Vinny that, yeah, I can that, see that. that that can work yeah I like that I like it yeah yeah and, and, and that's kind of uh, his, his little thing that you can lord over how he's got the big guy with him maybe you can use that to try and threaten and intimidate Sting a little bit Slamboree what we have so far we've got, uh, got some big stuff here we've got Vader versus Ron Simmons for the WCW Championship which desperately needs something to make that interesting <laughs> David Boy Smith versus Rick Rude and of course maybe we can get a super pose down on television to build that one up Carl well uh, Jesse Ventura as the MC absolutely um, you got the Hollywood Blondes against Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas um, in the, the blow after that feud uh, Dustin Rhodes and Paul Orndorff for the United States Championship Chris Benoit versus Two Cold Scorpio in the final of the TV title tournament and uh, Sting versus Scott Flamingo with Vinny Vegas as his backup and of course uh, Wyndham who is not on the show but he will be injuring Ric Flair do prior we, do we give him Vinny Vegas yet or do we save that until he's getting the push in the second half of the year for the TV title and he's like sick of getting bullied and he needs someone to take care well, of well if, 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 if we don't do anything with Vinny Vegas he's going to quit and do it with Shawn Michaels so okay, uh, we'll do, we'll do. Yeah, yeah, do, do it now <laughs> do it now keep him keep him alright so with that said the Clash and uh, Clash 23 in June the next show we've got Flair's comeback match against Barry Windham Sting versus Steve Austin to set up uh, the two big matches we have or the two big moments we have a Beach Blast in July we've got Sting and Ron Simmons versus the Hollywood Blondes for the tag titles with the Blondes going over and uh, Vader and David Boy Smith in the title unification match with Vader coming out on top there and getting the win and coming out of that show as the unified champion in terms of where we're going to head toward for the, for the second half of the year Four brawlers around the corner. Did it cross anybody's mind to perhaps do a war games uh, with this this litany of guys that we have? Hadn't we already agreed on Vader versus Cactus? Vader versus Cactus, but I mean, there's, there's a roster of uh, filled with guys if you want to do something like that. Um, I'm just, I'm not happy with this blonde thing. Uh oh. I think the first bit's okay. I mean, we just arbitrarily kind of said to go to Cactus and Sting at the end. Um. Is it the blondes involved in the war games with the Stings team? Maybe 
Is it too soon? But was it the only time to do it anyway? I, I don't think it's too soon. If you think the the first tag match is July, and the first interaction is yeah. June, and, and and full brawl, yeah, you know, you've got a couple of months before full brawl. I think that's long. That's long enough time. When you throw in yeah, worldwide TV, Saturday night uh, TV, and and don't forget they only debuted the Shockmaster one month before full brawl at the Clash Twenty Four in August. God, what a fucking horrible state this company was in by then, by the way. <laughs> the, the, the drastic, the, the year-over-year shambles. Oh, my God. Considering the talent you got, it's unbelievable. It's okay. It's okay. Ice train's coming in July. <laughs> Ice train's coming in. Toot the, toot. The, the freight train is building up momentum. <laughs> what would you have here for war games? Um, a team led by the blondes. team led by the blondes that I think, by this point, Includes a heel Shane Douglas. Ooh, teaming with uh, the blondes though. He's a heel. You, know, you can't beat him. Join him. It works. <laughs> look, look, by that we've gone from May to September. I think that's a long enough gap. You think so? I think so. All right then. <laughs> and, and heels are hypocrites at the end of the day. Come on. Here's a question for you. So if he's a heel, does he turn on uh, Ricky Steamboat? Yeah, it's got to. Is that is that the the thing? He beats him up and picks up the microphone and says, Cut the fucking music! <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So Douglas freaks out and attacks Ricky Steemo after uh, they lose to the Blondes. Yeah. And that can be the justification for siding with them in the end. Hey, they're winners. Mm-hmm. Just win, baby. I was, sick, I was sick of carrying Steamboat. I picked the wrong side. Yeah, I picked the wrong side. Now I'm on the right side. Which means that it makes logical sense for Steamboat to be on Sting's team for four brawls. Sting. Steamboat. Is Big Ron still stepping up at this point, or is he out of the picture? He's, 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 doing, got he's doing the job, yes. <laughs> yeah, he submits. <laughs> Just imagine the blondes mocking him in football gear. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That could be pretty awesome, actually. With their faces painted like assholes. That'd be great. As long as it's not the Roddy Piper paint job, we're fine. <laughs> Especially if Ollie Anderson's booking. No, we're fine. Bill Watts is gone. Bill Watts is gone. Well, you know, Sid's still making his suggestions for Harlem Heat Collar this time. Keep that in mind. This wasn't as forward thinking a company as you might uh, you might think. So okay, so we've got Steamboat, Ron, and Sting, the Blondes, Douglas, Rude. Rude will be free. Rude's a yeah. Well, does he does he have a shadow though? Well, the thing is, are we get, are we are we hopeful that the Blondes will be hot enough by September to carry the? We'll make them hot enough. All right, I like that attitude. They are, but the focus of being the leaders, that's why. Yeah, all right, That's cool. why they're going to win, because they've got two captains instead of one. Yeah, all right, I like that. Sting, Steamboat Ron, the Blondes, Douglas. Um, who's Dustin feuding I, with? I, 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 was think, I was thinking throw Dustin there, because I wanted to go to a Douglas-Dustin feud. Segway that. So who can who would he be feuding with at that point? To uh... Yeah, so Dustin Dustin will have finished his thing with Orndorff, and he's going to need something for Beach Blast. I want I want. Douglas putting Steamboat on the shelf for a little while. Now, I know the roster's thin, but, but work with me here. Okay. He, he puts Steamboat on the shelf as, as part of that turn. So, Beach Blast, it's heel Douglas versus Dustin, and Douglas steals the belt. It can be as screwy a screwy finish as you want, whatever you want, if you want to keep Dustin strong, but I, th- I think... You have that, and they can they can. When you say steals the belt, you mean he wins the belt? Yeah, wins the belt in screen. Oh, fashion. the franchise is getting a push. Yeah, who would have thought I'd utter those words? <laughs> okay, so Rose and Douglas, and obviously you got Douglas when Steamboat comes back. Is that where it's heading that, for the US title? That's, Steamboat that's, and Douglas. That's what I'm thinking. All right, all right, I can see that. So who's the final heel in this? The Blondes, Rude, and Douglas. Uh, 
Oh, no, we, we hadn't settled on Rude. Rude, Rude was... Oh, we not settled on Rude. Okay, no, we're sorry. thinking Rude, no, because he might overshadow things. We're going to need another match on the card elsewhere anyway, so... Okay, We need so, another heel. Um, uh, he's probably not hot enough either, Terry Taylor. Oh, he doesn't come he's in. He's not in yet. No, he's not in yet. <laughs> fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> he's always been fucking useless. Roosters are supposed to be up early, for fuck's sake. <laughs> he's not coming till November. What sort of rooster shows up in the winter? <laughs> Oh, ridiculous outburst. I love it. Oh, God. Oh! Oh, what about Stephen Regal? Well, according to this, he's a baby face. So we got no, to turn him. Yeah, well, th- that's what happened anyway. They basically just, they, they decided, you know what? Stephen Regal is a baby face. What the fuck? Lord Stephen Regal. And they just had him as a heel. Pretty much, I think it was June they put him with Sir William. So, there again, four balls pretty early. If we're talking this long distance, maybe Flamingo is, a, is not a bad choice here if he can get over. So, coming out of this, we've got Dustin. Dustin's dropped the belt to... Douglas. Douglas. Steamboat's coming back as well. Yep. So that's those so that's those four in there. Yeah, I agree. It needs to be someone that can, can move in and probably work and probably move off with dust into the sunset. Yeah, exactly. How about Benoit? Uh what's he doing? Has he dropped the belt at this point? I suppose it's later in the year, isn't it? So Yeah. It's September, so do you wanna have when, when do you wanna have Scott beat Benoit? Let's say Benoit wins the belt at Slamboree in May. Yeah. Scorpio beats him for it in July or August. I say August. Uh, August at the Clash okay. on TV. So you, you get your, your TV uh, tie in there. So Scorp over Benoit. Benoit's going to be kind of the handpicked guy from the Blondes to deal with uh, Dustin going forward. And that moves into Dustin versus uh, Benoit, which could be quite good. Mm-hmm. And then obviously for the after the Clash, we're going to go into Flamingo Scorp. That's right. Yeah. So at full brawl, we can move to Flamingo and Scorp if you like. Yeah. Flamingo is going to take it after a month. Doesn't have to take it then. He can lose the first time. He could lose the first time, and that's where you bring. But Vegas will already be there. But they can have a screw up. And he, they, he doesn't. That's not the end of the feud for him. He's going to ramp it up and make it personal from here. Heels that. Heel. L- L- loses, gets mad, and then beats him on television mm. with his bodyguard. Why wouldn't he just do that to start with? Because he wants to. He wants to win. He wants to lord it over that he can win. And then when he can't, he acts like a baby and he gets his big mate on him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm happy. I I feel like Kieran's not sold though. Oh, I hate that. Well, that's a, you have to you have to create the heat on both both counts. Because like, because Flamingo, all Flamingo's really got going for him is the fact that he lost a Sting. <laughs> Flamingo and Scorp. Hey, hey, we could even have uh, Flamingo win it in September. One month after Scorp wins, and then Scorp chases him too. That's we could do it either way. I'd be inclined to do that. Okay. But... So a very short reign for Scorpio before Flamingo gets it off him. Alright, so conspicuous by his absence after his, uh, his victory of his grudge match back in June is Ric Flair in proceedings here. Uh, nothing, nothing for him in July, August, or September so far on this, uh, this red hot trail uh, for the world title. Uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Alright, so we're doing the whole thing. We're at Beach Blast. Are we going to have him sit ringside for Vader and Davey Boyd or do we have him come out afterwards? He's there. He's front and centre ringside. He's watching. He's watching yeah. on with his wenches. Yeah. He's watching on. And then after the match, what do you do? Because when that happens, he's going to need to be pulled away by something. And dare I say, Big Sid is coming in. That that works for me. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, in, I'm not in completely enthralled by that idea, but I've kind of you've also got, got sidetracked with other things. Here, you've, so you've also got Rude, who's free. And granted, that stank when they did yeah. it. Something about that just doesn't. Maybe it'll work a little bit better with, with like I said, with new focus about Ric Flair. Used to be the kiss stealing, wheeling dealing son of a gun, but now Rick, Rick Rude in is, is taking his place since he's been gone as the uh, serial carouser and 
jet flyer and limousine rider. I'm kind of curious. We're actually doing nothing with Davy Boy after uh, Beach Blast as well. Yeah, at this point, he's got fuck all. <laughs> he's got fuck all. It's called a spade a spade. All right, so summing this up then, just to kind of hash out the, a, a couple of uh, loose threads that we need to tie up here, um, what was everybody's thoughts about the Vader-Sid alliance that they did, the Masters of the Power Bomb? Wouldn't. Okay. Um, I feel mostly the I, same. Loose association in, for a tag match or something like that, maybe. Yeah, I, 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 don't want, I don't want them together on TV every week, but I, I think an association of sorts would serve us well here. Only in the sense of, if we're thinking possibly Flair Sid just, just as, as one of the other the bits to keep Flair away from Vader especially if we're looking at Vader versus Arn at some point mm-hmm. presumably Halloween Havoc so we could so we, do we, we could, the tag Flair and Arn and Sid and Vader down the line yeah you, you could do that you could do, do that on TV you, you can you build it, it you, you, or you could do it at Battle Bowl yeah, because not doing a battle ball tournament oh, on the oh show. Oh Christ, no! No, that God was no! An abomination of an idea, absolutely drag of an idea. So how about this? Because we were talking before about Barry Windham, and one name that hasn't been mentioned that much so far is Arn Anderson. And the idea, and it was come up and it was floated, and uh, Kieran off air, you suggested after Flair beats Windham a Beach Blast, you've got the situation where Flair is going to be staring down the the winner of Vader and Davy Boy for the Unified Championship. And the idea that after Clash 23 and Flair beats Wyndham, that Arn Anderson would step in as the enforcer, Flair's enforcer. Wyndham comes out and happy that he lost, but Arn's the one that answers the call and just says, basically, you, you, you've hurt him once. The champ's got bigger the fish to fry. The champ's got to move on to, his, on to his goals. Arn's there to watch his back because that's his role. And uh, you're, you're just going to keep it, trying to attack him from behind and take cheap shots, so I'm going to stop that from happening. It's me and you, bitch. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think of the idea of at the Clash 24, to tie these things together? We shoot an angle where, let's say Wyndham lays out Arn backstage, he, he attacks Arn uh, in the parking lot. Classic, just heel chicanery. Beats him down. And Flair, we say that he's going to call out Vader. Vader's saying this is a surprise for Flair. And we do like this, you know, kind of, and I love when they do these. And it's actually a typical Mid-South thing, where you have Flair in the ring calling out Vader, but Wyndham's the one who answers the call because he, he still wants a piece of flair. Arn, who'd been beaten down earlier in the show, runs out and brawls with Wyndham in the aisle way. And they kind of brawl and the people are pulling them apart. And while this is all going on, Vader's surprise comes from the crowd, which is Big Sid, and lays out flair. And that way it's kind of like sets up the two things, I think, quite nicely. Yeah, no, I'm, no. I'm happy with that. No. So that way, so that way we've, we're building towards, in Although, September... I mean, the only thing I say is the link, again, with Vader. I don't think you need it, and I think it's a bit... Maybe you don't. Weak, I think. Just, it's just Flair's going around saying he's got his eyes on becoming the champ, and so he's like, fuck this. Yeah, Sid, Sid jumps to the head of the queue. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to take you out, and then I'll... If I have to, I'll take on the big man. It's like I'll it. do what I want. Yeah. I've mastered and ruled the world, baby. Mm. So, Slamboree, Sid is going to debut in a squash, as he did... And he's pretty much just going to kind of do the same thing again, just kind of kill people until this deal with Flair. It's kind of the only way to use it, in my opinion. I think so too. He looks better in squash matches than he yeah. does in programs. So yeah, there you go. So you got Rick and Sid for Fall Brawl in September, as well as Vader Cactus. Davey still needs an opponent. <laughs> Rude needs an opponent. And we've already done Davey versus Rude. <laughs> yeah. Shit. How long ago? We did it once at Slamboree. Well, any any of these young books for Rude? This is not at the forefront of our mind. Bad. <clears throat> I like bad. I like the idea of pushing Johnny B. Bad a little bit more, to be quite honest. I thought bad was severely underused in 93. 
He's doing the thing with Max Payne when he shot me in the face with a bad blaster, which I personally enjoyed. But uh, yeah, I, I, again, it's kind of keeping it around the same level. How about that? We're going to split those two off. We have Johnny Be Bad with Rick Rude. We have Max Payne with Davy Boy. That's fine, mate. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we're heading to for September. Rude can shoot bad in the face with a bad blaster because the pretty is prettier than him. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we got the clash in August. Do you want to do a TV match first with Vader and Cactus as they did? You wanted this feud. So uh, sell us on it, man. You know, to me, it's pretty straightforward because at this point, all we've got booked for the clash is Scorpio versus Benoit. So we need something else. Indeed. I mean, obviously, we've got the we've got the big angle involving Flair, Wyndham, Arn, and Sid. But uh, I think if we're going to do a TV matchup. That's where we do it. Yep. <coughs> all right. So Vader and Cactus at the clash. And uh, what incarnation of the brutality are we seeing here? Is this where he just gets his eyebrow busted and he wins by countout? Yeah, so something as along a similar vein to, to what Vader flips out as he did, yeah. and obviously that sets up the actual match for the title. Destroys the set, and, and no lost in Cleveland anywhere in sight. <laughs> funny that, funny that, no lost in Cleveland. Uh, what we'll do now, we'll segue to some more of the uh, the listener suggestions before we kind of look at the second half of this year. We've got Halloween Havoc, <coughs> uh, Clash twenty five in November, Battle Bowl uh, in November. It's one of Starcades kind of round out. Just to get to some more of your suggestions now. Indy West 17 on the F4W board says, have to start with reversing some of the damaging things Watts had imposed. Like no moves off the top rope. Bring back the light heavyweight title since that really differentiated WCW from the WWF in 92 and incorporate Scorpio and Benoit into that division with Liger, Flamingo, Armstrong and others. Build the working relationship with Watts and Cornette that they were putting together with WCW and Smoky Mountain and WCW would have had access to some of the young talent that was there at the time. Definitely agree they should have merged the titles before they decided to withdraw from the NWA. They could have done a big unification match with Vader and Wyndham or Vader and Rude. I'm more excited about talking about this subject than I am about watching Payback tonight. Uh, they should have brought Sid back. <laughs> here, here, by the way. They should have brought Sid back and made him the fourth horseman instead of Roma, but put uh, Roma and Orndorff together sooner. Blondes versus pretty wonderful match at Starcade. Uh, Norcross RD on the FOD board has a 12 step plan to save things here, so here we go. Number I've one. I've never been in favour of those 12 step plans. I, I, I'm sure you haven't been, Carl, but let's hear, let's hear him out here. Let's see what he's got. Okay. Step one Don't book months in advance at Disney Studios. Two, merge the WCW international title with Wyndham and Vader with Vader going over strong. Step three, Hollywood Blondes versus Sting and Flair. Step four, keep scissors out of Sid's hands. Five, don't pay a ton of money to mid-carder Davy Boy Smith. Six, keep the legends off of the ring at Slamboree, but a show with a lot of legends would make a great class special. Seven, don't waste money on mini-movies. Eight, don't be the WWF. Try to be more like the late 80s NWA. Nine, don't revive the Four Horsemen with Paul Roma. 10. Keep Ric Flair a strong babyface and win the world title at Starcade. 11. Don't have a battle ball pay-per-view. And 12. Hire Eric Bischoff as an advisor and do the opposite of what he thinks. So uh, those are some of his steps to try and save things here. Now, something that's been touched on a couple of times there and it's probably worth mentioning that we haven't even entertained the idea of the Horsemen as a group during this period. And I'm quite happy to keep it that way. For me, the, the Horsemen is a heel stable, uh, not the other way around and I'm happy to completely shelve any notion of, of a horseman group. Once upon a time, I had thought about this, and I actually did like the idea of Ric Flair coming back and the world has completely changed in Flair's absence, and, and, and all the, the new villains that have popped up, like Vader, Rude, and the Blondes, weren't players when, when Flair was around. So he comes back to this new world, and you've got all these assholes that he's got to deal with, and you've got Arn there as his only ally, and then the you know, course of events happens where those four acts gang up on Flair and Arn and they need some backup and then having to go to the guys that they fucked over before particularly Ricky Steamboat and Dustin Rhodes and obviously you can you can play in the, the history of the Horsemen and Dusty to try and get you know, a bit of a 
Are they going to are they going to trust Flair and Arn, Steamboat and Dustin, and doing that as the War Games? But as we've kind of done this here, the Horseman just feels like it has no place in WCW at this point in time. Especially again, you see, Babyface Act it's limited. Babyface Act, um, unless Flair and Arn were then going to turn on like Steamboat, <laughs> yeah, and Dustin straight after the match. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> uh, without that, no, no, without that, I don't see the point. It's, uh, not that's not really logistically. Uh, Prudent, I feel. I agree. Tiger Rick on the UK fan forum says, The biggest problem I feel is that Vader and Flair never really felt like a direction. It felt like a panic move for Starcade. <laughs> well, there you go. I look to address that from Flair's return, which would be his focus, but I keep holding it off until Starcade. The other problem is that with the, the focus of the two world titles, I'd unify them early in the year and take away any confusion, which we have done. Uh, I'd still have the Horsemen feud with the Blondes and a Wyndham and Rick Rude-led stable to keep Flair and Vader apart until the big show. Here's a revelation, though. Paul Roma wouldn't become a fucking horseman. As the horseman of faces, I go with Dustin Rhodes and Bill in his dad's history with the group. Dustin would be US champion. His title matches with Rude and Wyndham would form a backbone of their feud with the horseman. I'd use that feud for war games and would keep the battle bowl, but Team Vader and Flair in the random draw ahead of Starcade. Some vaguer points, says Rick. The mini-movie shit would obviously never see the light of day. Sting would be my US title challenger at Starcade, taking the belt from Rude or Rhodes, depending on how well I thought a face-versus-face match would go. I'd slow down the level of WWF cast-offs watering shit down. Nails and Typhoon would be fucked right off. Never like the nasty boys either. I'd still make a big deal of Davy Boy and have him challenge Vader in the summer, but with a view to running a show in the UK and making some actual money. And uh, another tip of his, five less jabronis on every pay-per-view. That's another thing I think about when I think of 93 WCW. Some absolute shit-ass on pay-per-view. Eric Watts, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Why no love for part of a potential heel Eric Watts? I don't get that. Ico Pro on Pro Wrestling Only. <laughs> 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 says, in my scenario, I have Paul Roma coming in just as Romeo, a Sal Sincere type instead of a horseman. My man Bobby Eaton gets Roma's horseman spot in his last big run. Had a brief tag title reign with Arn before dropping the belts back to the blondes and becoming a part-timer. Uh, War Games has Flair, Arn, Eaton, Dustin and Sting as a super babyface team against Sid, Vader, Blondes and Rude with the heels going over. Uh, Scorpio is a transitional TV title reign to bridge the gap from Orndorff to Regal. Uh, Dusty comes out of retirement to team with Dustin and dethrone the Blondes at Starcade, leading to the Blondes split in early 94. Uh, bringing DBRC after November since he does leave the WWF. Uh, as an abashed lover of wacky sports entertainment, I kept the Beach Blast mini-movie. No! Um, Masters of the Power Bomb. the sports more entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Masters of the Power Bomb explode when Vader squashed uh, Sid at the November Clash, leading to Sid leaving the company. And Vader versus Flair does take place at Starcade in his world, with the only difference being that Flair is still the NWA champ, title for title. Uh, so there you go, some uh, extra suggestions there, and again, kind of some commonalities popping up here as, as we go through the suggestions. Looking at what we've got for Fall Brawl there in September, we've got Vader and Cactus uh, for the Unified World Championship. Vader goes over here. Oh yes, yeah. Obviously, yeah. doesn't necessarily. I don't think he has to injure him. I think he has to take him completely out of the game. But he has to lose with a with a big thing. So it takes something big to keep him down. And the moon salts. it. We got Ric Flair versus Sid in September. Flair win. Nature boy, keep him strong. Obviously. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotty Flamingo wins the television championship off two called Scorpio when Big Vinny Vegas gets involved. Rick Rude and Johnny B. Bad probably win for Rude. Arn Anderson versus Barry Windham. Davey Boy beats Max Payne and in the war game, Sting, Ricky God, we Steamboat. Davey Boy, Max Payne, I died. Yes, we did. I completely missed that one. <laughs> Sting, Ricky Steamboat, Ron Simmons and Dustin Rhodes against the Blondes, Shane Douglas and Chris Benoit. Uh, who's winning that one? Is that a babyface win? It's got to be a babyface win, right? Um, uh, I'll just say it has to be real. I'm going to say that... Uh, 
Neither Pyongyang nor Austin submitting though. And see, I and, and here's me. I I have my heart set on Big Ron doing the job again. In the <laughs> yeah, I suppose uh, Sting getting getting the fall over over either Benoit or Douglas. Oh, Steamboat gets it on Douglas to set up their uh, championship matches that are coming up. I think you probably need. Uh, I think I, I think Sting. I think Sting as Sting as the Sting captain, needs has it to, has to get the win. Beat Douglas or Benoit. Benoit's not without the belt. He, he beat Benoit. Yeah, Benoit's doing the job there. That's a, that's our four balls. So now we've got Halloween Havoc, one more clash, a battle bowl to build up Starcade. Starcade's looking like Flair versus Vader for the title. And, uh, and we, what do you want to do here? Do you want to uh, come up with the, with the Starcade card and then go backwards? I think it makes sense, yeah. Makes the most sense to me. Okay, so we've got a Flair versus Vader, Cactus and Sting against the Blondes. Are we are we settled on Cactus as uh, the as, as the partner for Sting here? I, I liked I liked Kieran's going back to Cactus and, and you can play up there the history the history and, and that's the fact that Sting needs yeah. somebody who's completely crazy and he mm. knows will and go I, the extra length. Yeah, I'd say. just don't have him headbutt a crate on TV. Again. <laughs> <laughs> that's another good angle. Uh, so yeah, Blondes versus Sting and Cactus at Starcade. So that's pretty nice. And then what else have we got here? Because the US title at this point. It's been on Shane Douglas since July. So is he holding it all the way to Starcade? Or is he or, or him and Steamboat getting blown off before then? I imagine it would. Oh, presume looking at this, if you if you you blow it off at Havoc? Havoc feels right. Uh, you're going to Steamboat over. I yes. Oh. I'm only willing to push the French fries so far. <laughs> he is not beating Steamboat. I'm thinking more of going into next year. I know not doing it, but Steamboat as a champion is kind of a, a real nice guy for Austin or Pillman to beat for that belt. So. Yeah. So Steamboat versus Douglas. Oh, did you imagine that thing? The, blo- the Blondes versus Flair and Steamboat. Champions versus champions. Oh, that'd be great. Money, the first... Can- all the belts on I actually did fleetingly debate coming up with a scenario where Austin could win the US title and Pillman could win the TV belt and they'd be tag champs as well and just go all out with the blondes this year yeah I thought I was thought that and I didn't realise I'd like that to come after a long title a tag title run yeah so they both win separate belts but they're still lying yeah exactly and it's like the axe has just been upgraded yeah it's like you're getting closer and closer to the top but yeah so I, that was definitely in my mind but probably yeah. uh, not so the right time after but. they lose the belts whenever that may be that's a, a, a potential idea for the blondes there both hold the singles belts and just go around carrying all the gold. Love it. So for Halloween Havoc in October, we've got Steamboat versus Douglas at the end of that feud. Steamboat going over for the United States Championship. So again, we've got two months to build something for Steamboat for the United States title. Uh, so he's got something interesting for Starcade. Well, there's always Scott Norton, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Your boy. Don't call him my boy. How about Paul Roma? <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, notice he's been conspicuous by his absence during discussions here. This, Pretty poor Roma. This for Starcade. This for Starcade. We're looking for the at the end of the year. Who's a good opponent for Steamboat? How long is Rude around for? Uh, Rude's around for a long time. He's he's still there in '94. Uh, so yeah, Rude. We've done Steamboat. Steamboat oh, Rude has happened before oh, in '90 '92. '92, but it was it was <coughs> it was Beach Blast where they had their 30-minute Iron Man match feel. So you know it's been a good. Ep- Good eighteen months. Mm. I, I don't feel too bad about revisiting that. Yeah, the Starcade. And I kind of, kind of rude. After rude this year, will have had a bit of a step back and not gone on to the world title run that he had. Kind of like the idea of rude trying to get the belt back one year after he had to uh, vacate it. Because no, Wyndham's been pretty prominent this year. So if you just want to give Steamboat a win, You've got Steamboat against. I think Steamboat and Rude's nice, and then maybe go to Davy and Wyndham. Davy's gone by that point. Oh yeah, of course he is. So I presume at some point are we wanting to keep Sid relevant so we give Sid a win over Davey? 
Or is there someone? <laughs> He's also got. Oh, well, are we assuming that ah, the stabbing doesn't happen? Well, we don't know it's uh, going to happen. Yeah, exactly. So from the perspective of, we don't know that Davy's going to choke okay, out some guy yeah. in a nightclub and then flee the country, and we don't know that uh, Sid and Arne are going to stab each other. Okay. Should we assume that we're going to keep them all? We yeah, don't know yeah, what's going to yeah, happen. Okay. You got it. We can't see into the future now, can we? Of course not. Still got Lord Stephen Regal knocking around here, not doing too much, by the way. Uh, he's just getting over on TV. I yeah. say, you keep him, but I don't see... At, at this stage, I don't see a need to make him a, a real key focal point of the company. Stark here, we've got Flair and Vader, Blondes against Sting and Cactus, Steamboat versus, we think, Rude? Um, I'd go with that. And that way that frees up Davy Boy for somebody else. In theory, so if you want to have Davy and Wyndham or a heel turn on the babyface side, uh, Davy Wyndham, because although we haven't really lost out anything in the grand scheme of things, have we? well, it's contingency because you have Wyndham who was actually injured during this time, and Davy actually flee during this time. So well, put them fit. together, natural fit, hedge and our bets. Uh, we'll, f- we'll have to figure out what that's going to be about, Davy and Wyndham, what they're fighting for, but uh... relevance, <laughs> <laughs> acceptance from the bookers. <laughs> It could be uh, a number one contender match for one of the titles. Uh, that's Steamboat. Steamboat. It'll be Steamboat. So then, yeah. So then you can move to Steamboat and Wyndham afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's the, perfect. There you go. Davy and Wyndham for the United States Championship number one contendership. And of course, Steamboat versus Rude, where Steamboat goes over. And then you've got, uh, you've got Steamboat and Wyndham coming out of that, if, if you want. Because Wyndham did have a very good 93 until he got injured. He actually looked pretty damn sharp. Also, at this point, we've got Scotty Flamingo as a television champion extraordinaire. So are we, uh, are, we, are we going with Too Cold chasing them all the way to Starcade, or is somebody else getting in the picture here? Is it Ice Train's time? No. <laughs> that train always runs late. <laughs> or in my world, is delayed. <laughs> Permanently. How <laughs> <laughs> about Johnny Be Bad? I was thinking bad. Yeah. For the television title? I've never wasted so much oxygen on the TV title in my life. Harlem Heat we haven't really Nasty Boys these teams they bought in and gave a big shove to we haven't really done a whole lot with well I'd probably bring the Nasty Boys in as baby faces uh, I don't know that's probably not the greatest use from them more natural heels but I just yeah I fucking hate them yeah but I just to me you bring, you're bringing a team from uh, from up north to do the job for they the were blondes. baby faces yeah, last time to, to, to do the job for the blondes love it you know you can, you can have that on a on a havoc or something, you can't. You don't want Sting against them on every single show, I suppose. So, so Dustin is also needing uh, something here. Just could do Benoit. The idea of uh, so four born so, September was to put those two on track for each other, Benoit and Dustin. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't picture a particularly long program for those two. Four months, not too bad. Could end it with a, a slip match, end it with the bull rope. Yeah. But, but yeah, give, yeah, give Benoit some wins on the way, but then Dustin beats him on the uh, on the big show. Christ, the promos that Dustin Rhodes, Chris Benoit for you are going to be ugly, by the way. We'll we'll shoot on Dusty in somewhere. Oh yeah, we're going to have to. Come on, Bull of the Woods, save us. Okay, so Halloween Havoc in October. Now we've got the direction. Now we know where we're going for a lot of the bigger matches. So with that in mind, Vader still needs an opponent for Halloween Havoc. No, he's got on. Is that going to be at Havoc? That, that was what I was thinking. No, but I'm uh, happy how to we, change. How do we get into that? Vader and Arn. Mm. Arn gets the match first before Vader. Yeah, well, I, suppose, I suppose he does. Yeah, when you put it like that, I, I, I was just thinking in the context of extra emotion to it. And it feels like a match that should be done, but maybe an untitled. It does. You got to get. It's. It feels like you got to move Flair out of okay, the way oh, before you okay, do that. Okay. Well, what, what about, what about, it doesn't have to be a top, but you just do Vader and Arn on the Clash. Vader and Arn on Clash twenty-five, which leads to later in the month. 
I'm not sure how much cross pollination Vader and Flair in matches should have until the big one. Yeah, I agree with that. It, fe- it feels like it's cheapening them by putting them in the ring together. It feels so frequently. We've just done an injury angle with Flair already at the start of the year, but feel- this is the time you feel like Vader should take him. It gets physical now and really cranks things up and tightens things mm. up by, by injuring him to lead on to well, Arn and then. Having to do it. But then, but, but, but hamstrung with that, we had to have Flair out for 90 days to start this entire year, so you don't want to do the same thing now. Which is why I was thinking more of Vader putting you know, Arn out to pasture in a manner of speaking. But. Uh. The only the only other detour I think Flair has on the docket is possibly Rude. We haven't done Flair and Rude. Could when we really start the focus on for Vader and Flair. Vader take out Arn in Duran then. So at least Arn's got a reason to come back and have a match with him. Yeah. Okay, so let's say not, yeah, maybe not a bad ring injury the first time, but then when he fights him, he really hurts he him in the match. Jacks him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the that's the real injury that takes on out yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of a Flair Vader contract signing at Clash Twenty Five. Yeah, sign the contract there for Starcade. Yeah, so you got that one event, but everyone knows what's coming at Starcade anyway. Yeah, and then what do, what do you think too? I know it's a bit cliche, but Flair and Vader sign the contract, but in some sort of ensuing uh, melee, Vader takes out Arn there, and then do the so, match so match you have Vader Arn at Battle Bowl. Yeah, I like that. Race handcuffs Flair to the top rope while he Vader bombs on. Yeah. This is for ten years ago, you banana nose prick. Okay, so that sets up Vader and Arn. Non-title. This Battle Ball pay-per-view is a shower shit anyway. Who wants to see this Battle Ball tournament? Can we just rename this show something? How, how are we going to detour Flair away with Rude? For Havoc. Looking at Root outside of his match with Bad at Full Brawl, we haven't really got much after he does the job to Davy in that Slamboree. He could do with something underneath, yeah. He, he could do with some something somewhere. What's Arn doing for all these months? Because in he only gets involved with um, Wyndham after the Clash. And then he's got twenty three. Yeah. Clash twenty three. Clash twenty. Mm. Could we cross over then just for Halloween Havoc? Because we want to obviously the Flair. Arn alignment doesn't really need a lot of explaining, but coming directly before Arn and Vader and, and the angle in, in November to lead to the Battle Ball match. Um, Halloween Havoc just cross over, do Flair, Flair and Arn versus Sid and Wyndham tag match. I like that because again, it keeps it's not interacting with Vader. Well, it's between September October, you're not building anything anyway. Just to go do a random. Throw Reed in there. Yeah, I agree. So to, to blow off both things in spectacular fashion, Sid and Wyndham, and I actually kind of like it because you can tie that back to the fact that those four were the Horsemen in 1990. Flair on Sid and Wyndham, and it's kind of the, the the split now about the two guys who are the understudies of the old Horsemen trying to take on Flair and Arn. It's kind of a nice little dynamic there, I think. And of course, Flair and Arn go over to set them up for you know, establish those two as best buds for life before Vader fucks them up at the Clash of Champions. Uh, the following month so I quite like that Vader needs a new challenger I suppose at Havoc and here we go looking at this roster again so Halloween Havoc an opponent for Vader Um, what if we give him Dustin yeah they've won at Fall Brawl they've won at Fall Brawl Brawl. he was the US champion for a long period yeah yeah, he'll do the job he'll have done the job to Douglas in, in July but we can build him up well enough between then and October. Give Dustin the win in the war games then. 
That makes more sense to me. Yeah, okay. We were talking about giving it to Sting to keep him fresh, but... Sting's the captain. He looks good anyway. And yeah. Sting's... Sting Sting, Sting. Sting Sting. He's a made man. Dustin gets the win in War Games and then goes on to actually get the title match with Vader at Halloween Havoc as a result. Yep. That's quite nice. And then obviously he can go on to Benoit after that, which was the original plan anyway. After Full Brawl, where the you blondes... You can have Vader be dusty in the process. Oh, yeah. So, so then that's another thing that can irk Flair. You know, we we didn't get along back in the day, but those scores was, are settled. I don't was, appreciate you yeah. doing it now. There was some res- there was some level of respect there. Yeah, the faintest thimbleful of respect. <laughs> what? What? Respect being I used to attack you from behind, whereas Big Leon just attacks his head on. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, there is an etiquette to these things. <laughs> and if you're not going to do it properly, don't do it at all. It hurts your feelings if you just get beaten up fairly. Yeah, yeah of course it is. You'd only piss Ole Anderson off. We've got to get you to the gas station and break your arm like we did. So at Halloween Havoc, after Fall Brawl, where the Blondes team's gone down, but the Blondes didn't lose, really, how are we uh, keeping this Sting Blondes thing alive for three more months? Mm. Feels like Sting needs a new partner here to fail again. <laughs> yeah, it's probably getting a bit repetitive now. It's the Is this where we bring in Davy Boy to team with Sting? Just, just to lose. Just to lose. Uh, what's the hook? See, what's the hook to go from him to Cactus? What's what's Cactus got that that, that Davy and Ron didn't have? <laughs> he he he, mm. ha- he has the previous history with Sting. Those two don't really have. Is that it? That's it. Is that it? Sting. He's he's picking you know good honest boys to take on these two dirty bastards. Yeah, and yeah. he needs a dirty bastard. And he needs a dirty crazy motherfucker. Yeah, he can deal with fire. The with fire. Yeah, like there that. you go. That's it. So bulldog, clean cut bulldog, and he can cut some of those fucking sweet promos on the blondes. Can you imagine what Austin and Pillman could have done with a Davy Boy feud? Fuck me. This is going to be great. <laughs> You know, so Sting and Bulldog. Bulldog is the next guy that Sting brings in again. Like you say, the continuing theme, bringing in the clean-cut guys. Uh, you know, like it was Ron Simmons before. It's Bulldog now. Fails again. The Blondes get another win, cheating by beating Bulldog. They outsmart him with some heels. Heal them. We need some. He needs somebody. He's to scour the earth. It's gotta be something fucking dusty, like they handcuff Sting or something. Yeah. <laughs> Sting's all. The, Sting's the one who always gets taken to the side, and they isolate the other the guy. Other guy. Made the yeah. victim of. So yeah, yeah, and then you repeat the same thing. They handcuff Sting during the match. Well, the thing was, I wanted to hand- I wanted to handcuff Flair while they beat up Arn. Oh, okay. So too many handcuffs going on here. Uh, yeah, okay. And then we have got the Boss Man coming in December as well. It's well maybe anarchy. That's, maybe that's why there's a proliferation of handcuffs. So he keeps leaving them lying around <laughs> in the room. People keep stealing them off him. He's like, Bastard. That's why he's pissed off. Yeah. His whole angle is who keeps stealing my fucking yeah. handcuffs. And that's when we bring back nails. <laughs> no, it's Missy Hyatt. Oh, of course, of course, logical. Damn it all. Damn it all. Missed that trick. Do that for you, do Boss Man and Rude. They did that, they did Boss Man and Rude in a, at Starcade, didn't they? You know, oh, I saw your handcuffs. Not that they kinky, didn't say that. The Kinky Times feud, come on now. That's that's great though, I like that. He wants to serve out Lord and Justice and he can't. Yeah. Missy Hyatt's got the cuffs. Yeah. <laughs> I actually quite love it. And actually, it's, it's nice because you get the, uh, you know, Boss Man can now finally get his heat back after Rick Rude said all those nasty things about Boss Man's mother in 1990, Carl. <laughs> Just to tie it all together. We can say, what? Well, ah, oh, so this is the mum you was talking about. Yeah! <laughs> okay, so we've got the, the, the top matches for Halloween Havoc. Just to, to kind of segue a little bit further down, the television title, Flamingo is the champion here in October. Is he uh, working with uh, Scorp Forever, or is he just getting... Um, he's probably going to do a rematch, because he, he wins it in September, doesn't he? So... Wins in September, and he's going to win this feud and go on to work with Johnny B. Bad at Starcade. Yeah, so having, having beat Scorpio in, in, a, in a blow-off at... Havoc. Alrighty. Uh, if you're blown off, oh yeah, if you're blown off, I suppose you're. Yeah. So if you're blown off at Havoc, maybe give a Scorpay either non-title or a bullshit Vic, and then they go, 
blow up at Battle Bowl. Yeah, could do. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it goes all the way to then. Flamingo goes over. So before we round out the uh, the final card that we have to put together before Starcade, we're going to get to some more of your suggestions here. Um, Bruiser KC on Wrestling Forum says, Here's how I would have booked the world title picture. Vader holds the belt until Slambury, where he loses it to Davy Boy. Davy Boy keeps the title till Fall Brawl when he's defeated by Rick Rude. Meanwhile, we have Flair beat Barry Windham for the NWA belt and have Flair and Rude at Starcade with both belts on the line. Uh, I-, I think that Vader's got to be the choice. Vader, Vader, Prime Vader. Oh, he's the man. Vader was the man at this point. This, if you can remember this period watching at the time, which I can distinctly and vividly, Vader was the fucking man. He, he was, was, I was he, so scared of Vader. He was as a kid. unbeatable. I saw him unbeatable. I really wanted Davey to beat him, but I wasn't surprised when he couldn't. Yeah. So I love that dynamic because I think it's like Yoko Zuna is like the squishy. You don't think he's going to lose, but I, don't, I wasn't afraid of Yoko Zuna. Yeah. I was terrified of Vader. Um, Lariato on WrestlingForum.com says Sting and Vader are your top face and heel story those two just worked now you can bring in Sid Vicious and Rude to occupy Sting to allow Vader to be a dominant monster heel champion and defend against guys like Steamboat Davey Boy and the returning Ric Flair Sting uh, does win the belt back however at Starcade and his some uh, off the wall suggestions here Matthew Howland on the Facebook page says Sid you have Sid that answers all of your questions uh, <laughs> Niall Clark on the Facebook page says keep Steve Austin keep Steve Austin is his advice to WCW at this time Michael Otts on the Facebook page says push two cold Scorpio to the US title loved Scorpio Power Butchie on the UK fan form says world heavyweight champion Charlie Norris <laughs> at what? <laughs> I don't know at what uh, Tom Campbell on the Facebook page our good friend says make more mini movies people who think the final deletion was groundbreaking have c- clearly forgotten about the White Castle of Fear also strap a rocket to Ice Train no no those people weren't born during the White Castle of Fear and therein lies the problem <laughs> you're they haven't, certain they haven't learnt from history so they're repeating it uh, yeah I, I feel I've addressed this point already with my intro <laughs> the Generation MC on the WrestlingForum.com says do not break up the Hollywood Blondes do not build up the Shockmaster as a legit threat keep him as comedy please find a way to have only one world title uh, if not just have Flair toss the damn thing in the garbage on live TV and challenge Vader maybe give Davey Boy a short run with the world title by beating Vader during the October uh, UK tour uh, knock off the silliness I'm looking at you White Castle of Fear and Amnesia Angle just keep it simple like the NWA did try and keep the company as little of a fuck up as possible before Hogan shows up uh, from an object on Wrestling Forum kind of in response uh, says I've been thinking about how the uh, about this question all day and one of the ideas I came up with was a heel stable with Flair on Austin and Pillman and I think it would have been brilliant uh, and actually this could, does tie into something you mentioned Carl about how you were kind of wanting fleetingly the idea of Flair as a heel quite early on weren't you weren't you Carl I was hoping you weren't going to bring this up on air in my, uh, my brief musings to you the other day but uh, I kind of toyed with the idea but um, looking at the, at the construction of the roster you know, if, if Flair's going to be the heel, he needs to be the top heel, and and we've got Vader in in that role. So, uh, so yeah, as as quickly as that thought occurred to me, it was uh, just as quickly dismissed. <laughs> I see. Foreign object continues and says, if Davy Boy had won the championship when Sting won it, it could have been a really big publicity boon for WCW. While WWF was shown on Sky TV, which not everybody had, WCW had a Saturday afternoon show on ITV, which had a potentially much bigger viewership. Wrestling still had a fairly big audience in the UK, so a Bulldog win would have gained WCW some national exposure and could potentially have made the UK a bit more of a WCW territory. Giving Bulldog a title run, even if it ended at Slamboree in May, would have been a big boon for WCW in the UK because 
debut was still a household name thanks to being Sky TV's face of WWF in the UK during the wrestling boom of the early 90s. You could pick up knockoff British Bulldog merchandise at every market in the country, and most of our WWF merchandise was either Hulk Hogan or British Bulldog themed. Plus, his success at Wembley Stadium the previous year was still fresh in everybody's mind. If they'd given him the championship, a UK-based pay-per-view could have done big business for them, even if they couldn't fill Wembley Stadium, they'd still have packed out any number of football grounds or arenas. Title defences against Vader, Sid and Flair would have been huge, with potentially great feuds against Rick Rude and stunning Steve Austin. There was a lot they could have done with a Davy Boy title run. Uh, Neil Robinson on the Facebook page says, On a previous podcast, Liam had an idea for the Blondes to feud with the Horsemen, but adding Dustin Rhodes and Steamboat to the group. I'd go with that for the summer until having a blow-off at war games against the Blondes, Rude and Vader. Uh, after that build towards Starcade by having Vader destroy the Horsemen one by one until there's only Flair left. Can you still do the Shockmaster? It was too good not to do it. Uh, other than that, I have no clue. I put together some tag teams. Orndorff and Roma were a thing, weren't they? And uh, Harlem Heat came in that year. I may introduce them slightly differently, though. I did like uh, Pretty Wonderful, actually. Uh, two guys I see a lot in a Tex Slashinger and Shanghai Pierce. I give them a gimmick overhaul, though. They look like big, angry rednecks and were a southern company, so I'd run with that. They would need a mouthpiece, though, and I don't think Colonel Parker fits with them. Down End 2005 on Pro Wrestling Only says, In my scenario, you have Vader, Wyndham, Rude, and the Blondes running amok at the top of the card throughout 93. So this can be similar to Neil's, but I look a bit here. To combat this, Sting and Davy Boy are aligned as a unit, and Flair also returns as a babyface, forming a babyface horseman team of Flair, Arn, Dustin, and Steamboat. Uh, leading to Vader, Wyndham, and the Blondes versus the babyface horseman at War Games says that the, uh, the Hollywood Blonde dropped the tag team titles to Sting and Bulldog in late 93 and then split, leading to a match at Starcade between Austin and Pillman. Both then transitioned to the US title picture in 94. Uh, the NWA title is retired at the earliest opportunity, so we agree with that one. Flair turns heelish champion sometime in early 94 with Arn in tow. Uh, this leads to a short series between Flair, Arn and their former stablemates, and if time allows, also a run against Sting and Davey with Dustin and Steamboat being replaced in the Horseman with Austin and another. Hogan comes in and then feuds with Flair winning the title and builds into the aforementioned Hogan vs Vader match at Starcade 94. Most importantly though, there's no Eric Watts, no Shockmaster, no Lost in Cleveland, and no Paul Roma in the Horseman. So after some technical difficulties there gentlemen, a couple of things we want to retouch on. Uh, Clash 25 and Battle Bowl, obviously the build up in November for Starcade. So the things that we were kind of looking to add to this as we were talking off air was an angle where the Hollywood Blondes pay off uh, hired goon Sid kind of work with Sting or lay Sting out they do a match at the Clash 25 uh, that leads to a disqualification finish where we can pay that off at Battle Bowl Sting versus Sid um, also on that show we're going to give Rick Rude another win over Ron Simmons we decided to try and build him up for Battle Bowl because at Battle Bowl we're going to have Vader versus Arn as discussed Flair versus Rick Rude a very short term Rude Flair thing here I think but uh, again this probably doesn't need to drag on Flair and Rude no. just kind of hit, hit it we've built up Flair we've built up Rude it's built into a big match where Flair goes over yeah this is the match we were about doing. We thought about doing earlier but it didn't really fit so it's with Arn preoccupied uh, with Vader uh, it's a natural thing for a natural time for, for Rude to do some shit that doesn't have to be over the top uh, heavy on build because obviously Flair's got another direction Absolutely. Also on the show, we decided that uh, because the Hollywood Blondes would then be detoured, the Hollywood Blondes can make a title defence here. We're thinking the Nasties were kind of the ideal candidates here. Yeah, it, it makes sense for them having, uh, you know, they're not that far removed from having come back from WWF. There's whatever little cachet they've got is probably still there, and it's a, a nice solid win for the Blondes to keep their momentum just sort of ticking over. 
Agreed. Steamboat's going to be the US champion. The feud with Douglas is finished. We're going to split those two off now. Steamboat defending the US title against Paul Orndorff in another short program here at Battle Bowl. Yeah, nothing to make a particularly big song and dance about, but um, you know, it, it should lead to some good matches at least. And you know, Orndorff can still go at that point, and it uh, just keeps keeps Steamboat occupied before we get to uh, to Starcade and his uh, his program with Rude. And uh, Shane Douglas then will go off with Cactus Jack, who after the Vader losses is going to need a little bit of rehabbing himself. Douglas should be a fairly hot heel after the, uh, the, the the strong push he's had around the US title, so big win for Cactus here. Yeah, we, we really need to give Cactus uh, a win along the way, um, particularly if we're going to have Sting turn to him as sort of, you know, the, the act of a desperate man. So we, we need him to be, uh, to be relatively strong going forward into December. Agreed. And then finally for Battle Bowl, we decided on Dustin Rhodes versus Chris Benoit, their first match, even though this has actually been kind of brewing and ticking since September. Um, and Benoit going over here to set up the stipulation match at Starcade. Kieran, you're looking puzzled. Are you not liking it? I just feel we've lost a lot of explanation on these. Well, we have, but unfortunately, I know, that happens. I know, I know. That happens. What's the sausage making has been lost. The sausage making. Sausage making, yeah. Well, Kaiser, Wilhel- Kaiser Wilhelm, was it the second or the first? I'll turn it to Carl for a in, in which context are we talking here? Well, it wasn't him who said about the, you know, politics is like sausage making and you, you don't want to see it. But in this case, the sausage making is the show and we've, uh, I've, we've lost a bit, I think. We've lost a bit of sausage. I believe the yeah. phrase was, nobody likes to see how the sausage gets made. I didn't which, feel. which would fly in the contrary of what we're trying to do here because we want the listeners to kind of at least pick up on how the sausage is made. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you kind of get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly along to the natural <laughs> transition, Starcade 93, 10 years in the making, a flair for the gold. Ric Flair versus Vader for the, the Unified World Heavyweight Championship. Flair wins in yes. Charlotte. Yes. The, the end of the story. Oh, if he's in Charlotte, then no, he's going to yeah. lose. Because <laughs> yeah. that's how you book it. wrestlers told me anything, everyone loses at home. Steve Austin and Flying Brian against Sting and Cactus Jack. Is this when Sting finally gets the big win? Yes. Yeah, I think Starcade for us this year is, is very much almost like the that sort of WrestleMania sense, and it's a good chance for some of the babyfaces to go over in the key programs. Dustin and Benoit going over there. Uh, Dustin, Dustin going over in the bull rope match. Yeah, it's the bull rope match. You, you got to put uh, put the Rhodes boy over there. Steamboat Rude was the US title program we came up with in the beginning. Yeah. Well, does that float your boat at this point? It doesn't really do it for me. <laughs> it, it doesn't, but I'm really struggling off the top of my head. Sid. Flair's, Rude's coming off losing to Flair the month before. And he's getting a title shot the next show. Yeah. Okay, okay, scratch that. It's a steamboat. How strong is Sid really looking he's at this bit, point? He's just lost a sting. <laughs> yeah. Well, this could be... The, alternate, the alternative for Rude was going to be Wyndham. What about heel Bossman? Bossman comes in as a heel. It's Steamboat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to offend you, Carl. I just. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm, not say, I'm not saying it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You look awesome. That's I, one I don't no, know. No, no. I, I think it's it's a better solution than Rude, who doesn't look particularly strong here. Wyndham, who we have. Let's. I mean, let's go back and look at Wyndham. I we've treated him over the course of this year. Um, which program has he won? He lost to Davy Boy in England. Yep. Wyndham injures Ric Flair and then does the job to him. Um, he then gets into a feud with Arn Anderson, and then he's doing nothing at Battle Bowl. Yeah. 
So I would I I'm gonna advocate for a heel boss man. <laughs> heel boss man. Okay, g- give me an angle. Let's not just play matchmaker here. Give me an angle. <laughs> What's selling Starcade here? Ricky Flair Vader selling Starcade. Blondes and, and stinging cactus is strong underneath. I like that as the second big match on the show. So, I'm just looking because we've still got Fla- we've got September October. Rude's going over both times. He's, he's going. He's, he's, he's Rude is strong and losing to the, the, the strong, new world champion. Yeah, so. he's strong into Flair. And then okay, so we're saying after after the feeling that Steamboat Rude doesn't float our boat, we're going to go with Steamboat Rude. Yeah, might as well. We just okay. <laughs> okay, I'll just go back to the paper where I scribbled out Rude's name and put it back down. Please do. Are we settled <laughs> on this name? Yes, and Davian Windham. Davian Windham. <laughs> if they make it, at least advocate for the debut of a of a heel boss man. We need we need another. We, no, we need. What is it with trailer? No, no sorry. We actually we actually need a heel. He's coming back as Big Stop. Bubba. Come back to wherever the fuck he wants to. We just, I, 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 yeah, I need to I know what gimmick is because the guardian angel was he the no, yeah, yeah, he, he was the guardian angel. angel. No, he, That's he, was not boss, he was boss first. Boss. He was boss first. <laughs> the, boss. the boss. The, the boss. boss. Even you can't come up with Look, an angle. I'm for not. Him. I'm not saying we need. Just, I'm not saying we need to make him the first number one contender to Flair's world title or anything like. That. I just feel that's what he was hoping for though wasn't no, it no no I'm going to suggest this and I hope they say he should no, be the no look we're coming out of a situation where Vader has jobbed the blondes have, fi- have finally done the job but they're getting Ste- reheated Ste- immediately Ste- Steamboat Steam Rude I, I don't know in terms of where we go there. I'm just thinking we need another fresh you know, three or four months down the line you can do whatever the fuck you want with him going into the next year but so okay so I'll I'll, I'll entertain this notion the boss is a heel, Big Bubba Rogers, let's say, or just the boss. I quite like the idea of him as the asshole prison guard. Have him, have him attack Dustin after the match. With Benoit, yeah, just do Dustin Boss probably going into the next year. Alrighty, so the boss man debuts as a heel at Starcade and beats the fuck out of Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. All right, I'm down with that. So the card that we have here for Starcade so far, we may need to beef this up with some extra stuff. Flair and Vader, Blondes versus Sting and Cactus. Which should be a false count anywhere match or something like that. Along those lines, yeah, it's, it's, totally, a, it's, crazy. it's Cactus's yeah. match. Yeah. yeah. What can you suggest, Cac? Yeah. Actually, that's a bad name for it. <laughs> <laughs> you can just send me what. You, what can you suggest, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't do. You smell what the cack is cooking. <laughs> that's what we're reduced to here with the two-hour mark of trying about, to book WCW. What do I smell, Missy's crack? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> This is pay-per-view, right? <laughs> Look, okay, okay, okay. Um, Steamboat versus Steamboat Rude, Rude could be good if Rude's got his working shoes on. Yeah. He wants to do something other than sit in his ass and do a chin lock, which is, <laughs> which is his 1993 in a nutshell. Flamingo versus Johnny B. Bad for the TV title. Uh, Harlem Heat versus the Pretty Boy tag team that we've got in the underneath. <laughs> it doesn't set my world on fire that match. No, but, no, but, I think, but you, you, can, you can just use that to... Get Harlem Heat over as possibly a program for Cactus and Sting just early in the new year. Yeah. Um, okay. Dustin and Benoit. We got in the bull rope match. Too cold and Shane Douglas uh, are both kind of at odds. How about that as a pairing? Okay. Just to kind of elevate Too Cold after the TV title thing, moving for a little mm-hmm. bit. Douglas has been working around the US title, had a lot of steam. Him and uh, Too Cold is a little short little program. You got nothing for Arn on this show. <laughs> okay. Arn just got the shit kicked out of him the month before. That's true. He just got—he's got a fucking bell in my vein, didn't he? And oh, yeah, on, on and, shouldn't and, be on this show. No, no. Uh, well, what you—you you could have uh, Arn coming out to celebrate with Flair to, to yeah. end the show. 
backstage just gives him gives him the pep talk yeah. whilst he's but, with his neck brace yeah in the neck brace you know with his cooler under his arm and his crowbar under the other <laughs> just like a, giving the speech giving yeah, the speech yeah I've got Flair so Vader broke my neck but god damn it Rick that aeroplane couldn't break your back for long you can beat this fat bastard <laughs> you can do it Rick yeah I like that I think, I think there's Vader win Flair one, win one for me yeah. the enforcer <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Uh, any, any anything that anybody else wants to add to Starcade? Sid's not there. I'd give him. You might want to. Might be nice to have another heel. <laughs> Strong. Actually, win a match. Yeah. Yeah. See, hence my reasoning for bringing in Bossman. See. Yeah. Okay. It's not that ludicrous, okay, is we'll, it? We'll have we'll have Sid squash a baby face Bossman then. Fine. <laughs> you, you get your way. Hmm. Ron Simmons. <laughs> yes. Let's give Ron a payday. Ron needs his payday. It's not looking good for Ron in 94, based on this, to be honest, so he needs his paydays where he can get them. So that said, we're going to do a full rundown of what we booked, but before we do, just to get to a couple more of your scenarios, just to see what, uh, if, if you came up with something that we want to suggest. Zach Malibu on the F4B board says, In a perfect scenario, there's no Pillman injury, no Roma as a horseman, no mini-movies, and no stabbing. The Blondes beat Steamboat and Douglas for the belts early in the year. During the build-up to Slambury, instead of doing the Dos Ombres deal, uh, the Blondes injured Douglas in the build-up. This leads to Flair returning as Steamboat's tag partner. Ah, couldn't do that. Couldn't wrestle until June, unfortunately. Uh, Douglas returns with a cocky attitude, but is still babyface, requesting that Flair hand it all that Flair and Steamboat went off the blondes. Douglas feels he deserves it since he was Steamboat's partner and Flair was just a substitute. Steamboat tries to play Peacemaker, but refuses to let Shane get his way. During a rematch on Saturday night, Deembo- uh, Douglas attacks Steamboat, allowing the blondes to pin Flair and regain the belts. This branches off into Steamboat versus Douglas during the summer, and the blondes have their match with Flair and Arn as well. During the Blondes versus Flair and Arn feud, the faces would get one up on the heels, leading to them introducing their new bodyguard, Big Steel, which was Tugboat <laughs> in, his, in another incarnation that didn't last very long, which prevents the Shockmaster incident from ever happening. This all leads to, to war games where the Hollywood Blondes, Big Steel and Shane Douglas face off with Flair, Arn, Steamboat and Douglas. The face team is victorious. The year still ends with Flair over Vader for the title at Starcade. Sting and Bulldog would feud with the Nasties through the fall. Cactus would turn face and feud with Rude. Uh, Paul Roman would still debut with the company as a babyface hanging around the TV title scene and feuding with Steven Regal. Uh, the Starcade 93 card for him would be Flair and Vader, Sting and Davey Boy vs. The Blondes, Rude vs. Cactus Jack, Douglas vs. Steamboat, Hawk vs. Sid Vicious, Rhodes and Arn vs. The Nasties, Regal vs. Scorpio, and Max Payne vs. Paul Orndorff. Hawk and Sid Vicious? Hawk! Where'd that one come from? Well, he, I guess he, 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 took in, he took Hawk. We didn't. I, I still feel okay about that, to be honest. Yeah, and I'm just like his problem of the Shockmaster, just firing Shockmaster was easier to solve than that. Easy as pie. Yep. Easy as pie. Stuart Sirter on the Facebook page says, As much as I love the Hollywood Blondes, I think Pillman could still be your top babyface. So I think I wouldn't do the Blondes, or at least go their separate ways, and have Pillman go through your heels, such as Arn Anderson, Rick Rude, and build up Pillman to face Vader at Starcade. Thing with WCW is they never push new guys, but by building Pillman as your new babyface champ, you could do in 94 uh, build to Pillman versus Austin for the world title, uh, which is... Uh, a lofty goal. I mean, I'm a big, huge. I'm a, I'm a huge Pillman fan, but I'm not so sure that uh, that Pillman as a babyface in '94. 
93. They kind of after, after Watson turned him in late 92. I think unfortunately it was gonna it was gonna take a while to get back to the point where you could do that. Uh, Brian B on Pro Wrestling Only says, in terms of other moves, this is early enough in Arn's career where I think maybe you can try pushing him as one of your top heels and see if he's got steam in the main event picture. He's a great promo and worker and hasn't been pegged by the audience as forever mid card yet. Uh, then you can try running an Arn versus Flair program in the fall of 93 instead of the drizzling shit that was Flair versus Rude. Uh, you could try him as a face too, but my guess is he'd work better as a heel. Boy better know on uh, the F4 to be bored, just to see what he actually built to for Starcade. He's going for Flair uh, over Vader, Steamboat versus Rude, Sting v- uh, beating Sid, uh, the Bulldog beating Cactus Jack. Uh, and actually he has uh, Sting beat Vader early in the year and then Sting beats Muta so he's the one that ends up unifying the belts just for Vader to beat him back at Bash at the Beach to take both belts to build to Flair versus Vader at Starcade. Uh, with with time being a factor here, we are unfortunately going to have to uh, cut the contributions off there. But just to go one more time through what we booked, because obviously I can understand that might be a little bit wacky to keep track of. So, we settled on, to start the year, Davy Boy beats Barry Windham in the UK. Does it for England? Come on, Davy. Queen and country. Absolutely. Which leads to Slamboree in May. Vader versus Ron Simmons, who starts a parade of year-long jobs <laughs> by losing to the champion. Uh, Davy Boy versus Rick Rude for the NWA title, with Davy getting the win. The Hollywood Blondes beat Steamboat and Douglas to kind of wrap that up. Barry Windham does an angle with Ric Flair, where he injures him. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, who's US champion to start the year, beats Paul Orndorff. Chris Benoit beats Scorpio uh, to win the TV title that's vacant. Uh, Sting beats Scotty Flamingo, who gets kind of a, a short, sharp shove up the top with Vinny Vegas as a boy. And Sid debuts on the show with a squash match. So uh, that's leading to Flair's first match on The Clash versus Barry Windham, the return of Flair. Uh, and he wins, obviously. Douglas turns on Steamboat at The Clash in June. Uh, we have Sting versus Steve Austin also at the Clash in June, which leads to a Pillman and Austin double team in Sting. Uh, after that show, Arn Anderson steps in to pull Wyndham away from Flair. Uh, we have, in July, the unification match, Vader versus David Boy Smith for both belts with Ric Flair at ringside to challenge the winner. Sting and Ron Simmons, yet the two former WCW champions, going up against the WCW tag team champions, the Hollywood Blondes, with the Blondes uh, working on Sting's leg on the outside, Team Simmons in the ring and get the win. Uh, you have uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Shane Douglas. Douglas wins the United States title off Dustin, uh, and Benoit and Scorpio have a rematch with uh, Benoit getting the victory again to continue that feud. At the Clash, we have Flair calling out Vader, uh, which leads to Barry Windham hitting the ring because he has unfinished business with Flair in his mind. Arn comes out to being ambushed earlier in the show uh, to pull away Barry Windham, and they brawl in the aisle while Sid comes from the other side and lays out Ric Flair, sending him on his way. Vader vs. Cactus Jack is the headline match at the Clash, uh, which leads to their match at Full Brawl on pay-per-view in September. Vader vs. Cactus is the headline match. We've got Flair vs. Sid, which is built off the angle at the Clash. Uh, Rick Rude vs. Johnny B. Bad, Arn Anderson, Barry Windham, Davey Boy Smith vs. Max Payne, and Scott Flamingo vs. Two Cold Scorpio. Also underneath, and the War Games match is Sting, Steamboat, Ron Simmons, and Dustin Rhodes against the Hollywood Blonde, Shane Douglas, and Chris Benoit. Ah, ah, Simmons doesn't lose that month. He doesn't! He gets a win! Not due to him. By association. <laughs> Not so than he did. Um, 
Halloween Havoc in October then leads to Flair and Arn versus Sid and Wyndham crossing those two feuds over and giving a definitive win to Flair and Arn and again tying back to some nice horseman history there uh, Vader versus Dustin Rhodes the uh, championship match after Dustin gets the win at War Games Vader goes over Rick Rude beats Ron Simmons surprise surprise uh, run out Ron <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Steamboat beats Shane Douglas for the United States Championship Sting and the Bulldog go up against the Hollywood Blondes but the Blondes win again beating Davey Boy because god damn it Bulldog just doesn't have the killer instinct and Sting needs to find a partner who does it's too bizarre it's too bizarre Scotty Flamingo and their two cold Scorpio end in a crummy DQ finish <laughs> I've written down there to lead to a match at the next pay-per-view uh, the Clash 25 the main kind of attraction here is Flair and Vader's contract signing for Starcade ending with a Harley Race handcuffing Ric Flair to the top rope while Vader assaults Arn Anderson who's Flair's second in the angle uh, laying him out we've got 10 days basically we've got to shoot this angle make it hot because Arn's got to do some killer promos in 10 days for the Battle Ball pay-per-view where it's coming up uh, also on that Clash Clash 25 this is in the uh, November 10th Clash it's uh, Sting versus Sid the Blondes have set uh, Sid onto Sting now and that kind of ends in a DQ finish Rick Rude gets a win over Ron Simmons his second win over Simmons in short order to lead to the Battle Ball pay-per-view on November 20th which is Flair versus Arn Anderson in a non-title match grudge match from the angle of the Clash uh, Rick Flair versus Rick Rude. Uh, Ricky Steamboat defends the US title against Paul Orndorff. Cactus Jack beats Shane Douglas. Scotty Flamingo beats Two Cold Scorpio to end that rivalry. Uh, the Hollywood Blondes beat the Nasty Boys who have come in and uh, been given a lot of wins underneath to build them up to this point. Sting beats Sid Vicious definitively to end that feud. And Chris Benoit beats Dustin Rhodes uh, to set up their rematch at Starcade, which builds us to Starcade. The end of the year in Charlotte. A flare for the gold. We have Sid beating Ron Simmons. <laughs> We have Dustin Rhodes beating Chris Benoit in a bull rope match, then being ambushed by the boss. Yes! Who comes in. Um, Sky Flamingo and Johnny B. Bad for the television title. Did we decide on a winner there? Is Flamingo keeping the belt? Uh, Flamingo, yeah, Flamingo. Flamingo all the way. Two Cold Scorpio and Shane Douglas will have a short, sharp run here as well, leading to this. Davy Boy Smith losing to Barry Windham. Because um, we... we had nothing better for either of them. Uh, neither of them are technically around at this point. Yeah, so this is our way to basically shoe on two of them together on the off chance they flake like they did. Um, Ricky Steamboat versus Rick Rude for the United States Championship. Uh, the Hollywood Blondes versus Sting and Cactus Jack falls count anywhere with Sting and Cactus finally getting the win. Sting gets the victory there. Uh, and finally, Ric Flair defeats Big Van Vader to end Starcade and close out 1993 for WCW. As things are here, we have WCW champion Ric Flair, US champion Ricky Steamboat, tag team champion Sting and Cactus, and TV champion Scotty Flamingo. Uh, holding the gold so just just what well, one day I'll get rid of that belt you'll, you'll find a way you'll find a way brief thoughts on uh, on how you think this has kind of turned out do you think this is drastically better than what happened in real life and uh, and also how would you kind of like to see things go from here uh, in terms of what we've laid out far be it for me to come across as uh, somewhat arrogant here perhaps but uh, <laughs> I think we've booked a far superior year to the shit they produced by leaps and bounds what do you like particularly what stands out to you uh, well we've got rid of the NWA title for a start yeah I think it's important to ditch uh, two world titles it's an incredibly poor idea ill conceived and has never been successful thank god they don't do it anymore you know, that's, the thing is so it's bad enough now but on the same fucking show yeah that's even worse. yeah, yeah. Um, it's got to be keeping the blondes together I, I think that's the big bonus I give us. It's, it's that's the old Barry Horowitz pat on the back I give us, <laughs> keeping the blondes together and making them important throughout the whole year. Because I think it was a real travesty the way that they were actually treated and, and ditched so unceremoniously. So that's uh, that's the real plus point for me. I think. 
Yeah, I always say that too. Uh, but also, because well, going to this, what are you going to do with Sting? Because he's had two very long-term feuds um, with guys in the past. He's not going to get around. He needs something different, but he needs something relevant. You haven't got any relevant guys, and what we want to do is make the blondes relevant. So I think by proxy, the energy of both will work well. Yeah. Um, I would like to have spent more time actually just on purely that feud. Yeah. Um, like how the, to make it, how to avoid Yeah, it. like to start with a week to week, start with like, uh, when does he have single? Uh, you start off doing singles matches with these guys, and the other guy keeps fucking them over. They probably they both go over Sting. That's how it started with both guys going over Sting. Wow, both of them beating Sting on TV. Yeah. And then that leads to the, the, the extra, and then you kind of extrapolate it more from there and tie in a bit. Build it, uh, kind of progress it rather than, uh, kind of rather than going round in circles. So I think by the time we come back to, um, whoever is, by, by Bulldog, by the time he's Bulldog, his partner, now it's like okay, well he's just kind of going right, you're kind of treading water a little bit. I'd like to see a bit more progression towards the the tag thing. Um, so maybe like start off with the partner would have been someone who's got a better reason to get segwayed out of it. And well, that obviously Sting, the Sting feud and the Flair Vader direction are the two things that are really. Two, They're the big keys. Of the yeah, year. two stables of the other thing. Um, so I'd like to probably, in a real world, put one more thought into that. But as a, as a principle, I think it's much more a clean and more dynamic with the blondes up there. I think the energy they're adding to the top of the car as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it would invigorate Sting. Um, so it is, yeah, it's much better. P- people will appreciate time time constraints are, are what they are with us, and, and they they can they can at least see from this then they can gauge the tra- trajectory we're going on and you know and just bear in mind we don't actually plan this folks uh, no this is all on the curve we get to come yeah, we get together and Liam's printing out these pieces of paper and we kind of fucking hush out on the air um, which is what you hear is what you get so pretty much uh, the, the one thing that I really like about this year that I don't think you really got a lot of in 93 were the, the great promos were kind of few and far between like the blonde stuff was great and Cactus, uh, Cactus did one on Vader that I really liked, but even then, like you, you didn't get the great promos from from Arnold Flair that you could you kind of hope for. And here, I think we got a lot of stuff set up where it's you know the Bonds doing their shtick with Steamboat and Douglas. You got Flamingo trying to get over with with Sting initially, which could be fun. You got you know the injury angle to Flair where Flair gets to cut fired up, pissed off promos, which is when he's great. You know, Douglas, we know if, he, if he can be a good promo as a heel, we'll see how that goes. But the, again, the blondes getting to work with Sting for a long period, Flair chasing Vader, and you know, the, the, the stuff that Cactus could do with Vader, on stuff with Vader could be awesome as well. You know, there's a lot of stuff there that could be really fun from a promo perspective to build up, especially what we're coming to at the end with uh, with, with Cactus being able to do the promo on the blondes and uh, and Vader and I. So thing as well. Could, would you drop Vader it, and Flair. Would you drop in somewhere where right at the start of the blonde feud like I like to foreshadow it like right at the start does he go to Cactus? Does he turn to Cactus? Does Cactus volunteer his services? But he says and he turns him down. I don't trust you. I can't trust you're you. You're too wild. You're too crazy. And like months later I need wild and crazy. Yeah. That's kind of good. That's quite something good. like that. When he's looking things. when he's looking for the first guy. Yeah. Yeah. And all, all the way out all, yeah, well, it's like if you you get the second once you start getting to the second guy the Titan again he's like he's still cho- he's still not choosing him yeah because of the history he just keeps popping up and he keeps turning him down because yeah. you, can't, you can't trust him maybe Jackson's volunteering himself yeah yeah, yeah. But, pick me Steve <laughs> Borden but, but, but rather than just him just eventually just acquiescing on one TV show one week Cactus in a singles match against Austin or a Pillman and you don't have to have anyone do the job you can have it thro- you can have Cactus get DQ'd you can have it thrown out for that basis and that's where you you, you emphasise Cactus's vicious side, and Sting then has to go back on himself and and think, yeah, 
this is the way I want to go. That's the answer. After all this time, he finally accepts Cactus as his partner. I like that. Anything mm. else you want to add to that as we were booking on the fly, it seems here? Adding more little wrinkles um, to the plan? Well, I'd, I'd like to say that I think we treat Ron, Ron Simmons fairly. <laughs> I think, you know, yes, he does a lot of jobs, but let's be honest, we're keeping the man employed. Hey, it's that the Coca Cola plant, so it's, it's, it's your choice, Ron, what you want. It's, it's a tough economy in 93, and I, I think we've been quite. <laughs> I, I think we've been quite charitable with some of our uh, some of our roster here. You know, for some reason, Ice Train is still on the tracks. Um, it's not very moving very fast. Though. Uh, Paul Rama doesn't get much of a mention, but that's the way it should have been in '93. <coughs> Just ask Double A. TV matches, Carl. TV matches. Yep, and that's all he's worth. Being being sensible with our roster, not just sitting there and saying we want to gut everybody. <coughs> yeah. Well, last thing I was going to say at the start, right? That the the. the um, Advice at the start, and what what people do, and it's a lot of you know do the opposite to the cartoon. Like you've got to work with what you got. Well, that's the thing. You work with what you got. It's telling when you actually. It's it's one thing to make uh, you know big picture arbitrary statements. When you actually knuckle down and you try and hash out, you see the flaws in the roster that they had to face. And granted, they tried to patch those holes with some fucking awful guys, like we know. It's no what there were ways to do it. Is the point? Yeah, you 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 know, it's never going to be easy with this roster, but. I think uh, it's what Rick Morris touched upon at the start of the podcast. There is there is no reason, even if you can't, even if what you produce isn't out of this world, TV and pay per views, there is no excuse for it being as bad as it was. I, I, I appreciate you know, it's it's a it's a roster. It's got real peaks and troughs. You know, you go from on the babyface side, Sting and Flair, and by the time you're going down there, you get into Van Hammer and Johnny Gunn. And Eric Watts for some reason, <laughs> and on the heel side you're going from the likes of Vader and the Blondes, and you're getting down to Big Sky, Rage and Pain. And and, and the gap between the two is not that drastic. No, it's not. That's no. the thing. It's like we, half we, a page. It's, 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 it's not even. It's like when you, when you there's a top ten, and once you get beyond that top ten, you only need to look a couple of lines down, and then you're already into the the, the yeah. fucking Vinny Vegas yeah, yeah, category. You're, you're, top ten's not even that strong. Heel side, Vader, Rude, Wyndham. Okay. The blondes, Orndorff's all right. Max Pain, Pain, Pain could be something, maybe. Okay, but I want to say they're not. They're not. They're not there though. Yeah, yeah. You know, but Bobby Eaton, whilst yeah, you know, I, I love me some Midnight Express. This is not uh, prime Bobby Eaton by any means at this stage. It's just, like I say, there are obvious flaws and weaknesses in the roster, but you can do better than what they did. And I, I'd at least like to think to that in the in the couple of hours we've spent going over. Yeah, this. I think given. The amount of shows you got, you see what you got. I think you got a show every month with clashes and stuff, maybe, but it's not heavy. How many pay per views in the month and in a year? Uh, at this point, they had, I think it was seven or eight. So I don't think it's a bad size draw. I think it's quite a nice size roster for that. When you're not having to throw out weekly raws every week, so mm. you can hold stuff off. Um, it's it's manageable. It's, there's enough there to do something decent with it. Which, let, but let's be clear, at this point, that is what TV was like. We, we weren't. Uh, I know Raw has, has debuted by this point, but. And WCW could have done with a bit of a kick in the ass on Saturday night because yeah. those shows weren't great. But, but we're not we're not at a point where fans are expecting on TV every week to see you know, the top, you, guys, the top guys wrestling each other on TV. It's not what they were conditioned to see at that point. So you can still hold off on things. I think we've done an admirable job. Please let me let us know what you think of uh, what we've laid out for '93, and if you think it would have been appreciably better. Uh, I think heading to '94, obviously, like we say. Re-ramp up the blondes in singles form would be my thing. Keep them as a as a duo because I like them as a duo. But uh, yeah, boss man flair. 
So with that said, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the contributions. If we didn't get to yours this time, we apologise. We will be back in a couple of weeks for the latest review. Review. Review is back in the house. This time we will be covering Bash at the Beach 2000 and our on-the-site correspondent, Matt Holt, will be returning to the Oaken table. He witnessed the show live. He's we gonna... have a witness. We have a witness. It is, of course, the Hulk Hogan, Vince Russo, Jeff Jarrett double cross show. And uh, a, a crowning of a new world champion. So, uh, with that said, I want to thank everybody for listening one more time. Thank you very much for Kieran O'Rourke. Thank you very much, Lim. I'd like to take this opportunity to do something honest. I'm not, this isn't a scheme or a plan. I'd like to implore, is the right word, everyone listening to uh, go to Ben Grinley's Facebook page and uh, give us support for the uh, the cancer uh, charity he's working with at the minute. He's a former wrestler, friend of ours who has recovered cancer himself. And I, I guess I own this one. You know what I mean, Ben. And for Col- <laughs> and for Cole Jones, I would like to be equally as impassioned and heartfelt as Kieran there, and tell all those good ladies out there, you know who you are. The itching and irritation can be dealt with by talcum powder. I am Liam O'Rourke, and we're out of here. Talk to you again soon. <laughs>